You guys know I love Gooder sunglasses. I've been wearing them for years. Uh, I've, I've been collecting them basically at this point because, you know, they got all these different styles and they're so affordable. They're 25 bucks a pair. They're, there's no slip, no bounce. They're all polarized. They're, they're fun. You, you know, you have one pair for the beach. You have one pair for riding your bike. You have one pair to maybe go out to a, you know, a, a club. I don't know, a day club. Do you go to day clubs? That doesn't sound like a right thing to do. Uh, hey, they got a new frame, though. This is what I'm here to talk about. The Pop G. Pop art for your face. It's it's fashion. It's fashion on your face, guys. No slip, no bounce, just like all the other types of pairs. But uh, these are cool. Like, I want to I get a pair myself. Like, I, I have too many already, but I, I feel like I need to get these also. Vanguard Visionary, New Wave Renegade, Born to be Envied, Pop Art Prodigy, the mod one out. It sounds like the Pop G is a whole group of styles, so you can get all these different frames within the Pop G family. So that's pretty cool. Check those out, guys. Uh, and, you know, if you need sunglasses, this is the way to go. You don't have to worry about losing them. They're, they're 25 bucks, and, uh, you know, you, you just grab another pair if you need them. But uh, like I said, I've been collecting them because uh, I can't get enough of these Gooder sunglasses. If you want to support our show and try a pair, Gooder is giving Never Not Funny listeners free shipping. You can go to Gooder.com slash Pardo and use the code Pardo for free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Again, that's Gooder.com slash Pardo and use the code Pardo for free shipping. Hey, guys. Jimmy Pardo here to talk to you about PXG. Now, listen, I wore this shirt uh, at a, a golf outing recently. and it, the, the way I described it is that uh, I felt like I wasn't wearing a shirt. That's how comfortable this thing was. PXG makes great golf clubs. We all know that. But what they also do is make great apparel. Uh, it's made with premium materials, technology designed for peak performance. Didn't help my performance, but I looked good. That's the important thing. You want to look good better than, than the way you golf. Is that a thing? PXG has something for everybody. Pants, polos, sweaters, hats, quarter zips, joggers, jackets, dresses, skirts, everything you could want. I loved it. Uh, I've got a second shirt that I can't wait to wear when I go golfing a second time, if my body allows me to. But, you know, I'll tell you what, with these shirts, I might as well just walk around the clubhouse and let people take a look at me and go, look at that stylish-looking guy, but his golf game is on point. Literally, they know. No, it's not. Hey, elevate your style game on and off the course with PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com slash pardo. Use code pardo at checkout and save 10% on all apparel. That is pxg.com slash pardo. Code pardo to save 10% on apparel. pxg.com slash pardo. Code pardo. PXG. Grip it and wear it. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Please don't take this person out. Would you politely go to hell? Get the fuck out of my way. Cause it's been one of those days. Who is Jimmy Pardo? Guess again. Here he is. And I, I do the horns. You're the one yelling, Jimmy. Yeehaw! Let's have some maple syrup. You have a good dip dip dip. Oh, man. See? I know what I'm doing and I know how to catch it. Mad at On tape, it's the fastest hour in podcasting. This is Never Not Funny. Now, here's your host, Jimmy Pardo. Hello, everybody. DDS, welcome to the program, episode 2803. 
of uh, the award-winning podcast Never Not Funny, right? This is the third episode of the new season? Yeah. I, I, uh, I, I wasn't sure. Then I saw Matt Belknap uh, have a, uh, a uh, confused look on his face for a second. I was, and I was like, oh, I said the wrong thing. Yeah. No, I was but, thinking uh, about it for some reason. But then I was like, no, he's right. Uh, I don't know why it seems like we're at number four already, but maybe because of that live stream. Maybe that's why. Maybe the live stream has uh, thrown off my uh, my never not funny balance. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing at a Lara bar can't get back in to get my uh, <laughs> my uh, uh, testosterone back. That's oh. none of that is accurate. None of that works. Uh, not even for comedy. typing in Lara bar. I don't uh, know. What well, I'm... there is a Lara bar, but it, I think that's the bar that's quote unquote for the ladies, um, which. It's probably no different than the Cliff Bar or whatever else there is, but mm. it's got uh, it's, it's catered towards uh, marketed towards the lady, mm. and you know this: the lady is a tramp. Um, hey, I mentioned the live stream. Thanks, everybody. That is a part of the uh, the upper tiers, the platinum uh, membership. We appreciate uh, you guys stopping by for that. The, that's the uh, the top uh, the top tiers, right? The uh, ten and the twenty, and yes, and and further uh, more than that. Correct. Uh, we welcome anybody in. If you listen to this free, we welcome you. If you listen to $5, great. $10, great. $20, great. And of course, and uh, we have added those uh, five, six, and seven levels uh, now that uh, uh, if you are a uh, one of these p- people that is like, hey, I love your show, and you guys, uh, uh, four, five, and six levels, uh, if you guys don't want to, uh, hey, we love you guys, but why do you restrict me only giving you this much money? Why don't you let me give more? Uh, again, I know that's a very small amount of people, but I and I bring it up here on the free th- feed. Uh, because uh, some folks uh, said that they didn't even hear the announcement last week. So uh, letting you know that that is available on your subscription page. If uh, you, in fact, uh, say, hey, $20 a month isn't uh, it's, it's an embarrassment. I should be giving you guys much more than that. Well, we've now given you three more options to do so. And of course, if you want to listen free, we welcome you in. And at any level, we welcome any listener. And we appreciate your support of Never Not Funny, certainly during this uh, past year and moving forward into the next year. And to, uh, I'll say, it, infinity and beyond. Uh, the great tim allen going light year on this um hey speaking of today uh it actually is tomorrow but we are the one year anniversary tomorrow does anybody know what that is the one year anniversary tomorrow does anybody know what it is march 2nd without looking it up without looking it up garen i'm not looking it's gotta be it's gotta be the uh the announcement of the first uh restrictions of uh covid No, Um, no that was like march 13th or 12th or something uh, well, March 13th was well when we locked it down. That's uh, I think the restrictions did come in sooner than that. But uh, 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 I don't we, know if it was we on March 2nd. Seriously, I, that's, I, that's not what you're thinking of. Is, is it COVID related? It is uh, in a weird way. Yes, but not really. Hmm. Um, I have no idea. Corona released the ad that they had to pull after COVID came out. That is incorrect, sir. Does anybody have one final guess before I give you the actual answer? March. It's we would all know this. We'd all be familiar. We with would this. all know it. Absolutely, absolutely. So, so it's not basketball it. related. Yeah, it it's f- basketball related. <laughs> mm-hmm. You is know, you know March? that I can't wait to talk about the one year anniversary of some basketball related activity. Is it the the one year anniversary of platinum? Uh, it is not, Gary. But that's not a bad guess. That's not a bad guess. Uh, that, that's actually I want to say February twenty fifth. Although I don't know when the first episode was. That's a good point. Yeah, the the sign up started on fe- February twenty fifth, but then maybe we didn't release an episode till March. I can't remember. It is not the second. That is not the. That is not what I'm thinking of, though. All right, tell us. I can't. Is everybody? Uh, everybody folding over all their cards? They've given up. Yes. Yeah. Uh, March second, twenty twenty, was the live Never Not Funny at Vitello's, oh, which oh, marks yeah. the last time that we've been live with Never Not Funny, or the last time Jimmy Pardo since nineteen eighty nine, the last time he's been live on stage anywhere. 
doing any sort of uh, standing up comedy and or comedy. So that is wow. a one year anniversary tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the time people hear this, it would be one day yesterday. Uh, one year ago yesterday, but that is craziness. What one if, year, one year. What if you just ran out real quick tonight? Did a quick step. <laughs> I don't know where. I don't, uh, I, I don't know when that's going to. I still don't know what it's going to be. I, I, I will say this, that I think once I get the vaccine, I will be a little more uh, uh, willing to go and, sure. and do that. Like maybe the right. outdoor shows or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, Question about that. So for for that purpose, whole family gets vaccine. Just Jimmy Pardo when you feel comfortable. Well, kids can't get it anyway. Um, oh, okay. So. Uh, oh, that's interesting. I hadn't really thought about that. They're testing the kid version right now. Yeah, hmm. but right now there is nothing. Uh, there's nothing for kids, and uh, again, they're basing that on the fact that uh, very few kids have gotten this thing, and when they get it, it's nothing. And uh, some we're, some some have had bad, you know, like anything. Sure, sure. You know, some people get the flu and die. So I mean, right. but happens. I. I I saw a science video that said, and this is not specific to COVID, but that with with vaccinations, you would think that for kids, it would be maybe a weaker version. Like that's the logical thing for human beings. But in fact, for a lot of vaccines, like it depends on the disease. Mm-hmm. For a lot of vaccines, the kids ones are stronger hmm. because because they have a different immune system than adults. And so to get it to trigger, it yeah. could be any number of different variables now what's interesting about that elliot is um first nothing second of all (laughs) 100 percent kidding um you know oliver and i go to target and get the same flu shot we get the same right yeah you know so it's interesting that this one would not be the same i i don't i don't know that covid will not be the same i'm just saying like maybe polio vaccines are different or or whatever like like the various vaccines it's not a lock that they'll be the same it's not a lock that it'll be weaker for kids it just right. depends on the specific but why virus. don't they i guess the question i have elliot is and, and i know you are uh, a guy that will bore us to tears about uh, mouse uh, mouses and uh Mies, and, and uh, wires um so but my question uh, for and so i know you're not the right guy to go to but this is the conversation we're having mm-hmm. uh have they just not tested with kids yet is that the i don't know i don't i, I, Again, I think your surmise we're, is... we're all getting the same if we get the same flu shot kids mm-hmm. Adults, if we all go to the same CVS, the same pharmacy, line it up, everybody gets the shot. Why is that not the same here? Is it too strong for kids? Is it not strong enough? What what don't they know yet? Why can't I get this information from three people in a comedy podcast? <laughs> and I don't uh, why know are the you answer, just, although my guess... Was that, Matt? I, I was I'm more wondering, why are you just asking now? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, it, it, there's been a lot to talk about previously, I guess. Yeah, well, I, I just I mean, it's it's definitely been on my mind. Like, when can my kids get vaccinated? But all I know is that they didn't start the clinical trials for the children's version of the vaccine until, I don't know, maybe a few months ago. I, I don't know the timeline, but I know that it was I think they felt that it was more important to focus on the adult vaccine first and get that rolling and uh so but i yeah i I don't understand anything about how the the vaccine works (laughs) so uh i know it's supposed to trigger your immune system but i don't know why it would be different for kids um well i do know that it's safe so get it yeah Uh, anybody out there that's uh, like oh they didn't do the research they didn't do this you're not gonna get chip in your fucking system you're not nothing weird so you get it and and be safe by the time it gets around to most of us, we'll have had plenty of time to see what happens to well, other that's, people. That's the other thing. I remember like last summer, I don't know when it was, but I remember early on thinking like, oh, I'll get the vaccine, but I do not want to be the first to get the vaccine. Just in the same way that I don't want to be the first person to download the new version of iOS on my phone. <laughs> like I'll wait until it's <laughs> point 0.1 or whatever, you know, 15.1 sounds good. But uh, 
but this now that it, it, we're here it's like well of course i'm not gonna be the first anyway so it doesn't that's irrelevant it doesn't even it never i never had the opportunity <laughs> to be a guinea pig for it uh although uh, by the time they were doing the, the trials i don't know i, I do I, I admire the people who like we have a few listeners who were uh in the clinical trials and and yeah, good for that i'm yeah that's i'm i think that they're in a small way they're heroes for helping us Agreed. get to where we are sometimes heroes don't wear capes right matt mm-hmm. you know i would have done that I, I i applied to be on one of those and uh, i was not accepted i didn't uh, mm. uh, uh, uh check one of the boxes because of your uh, bad knee I think it had. I think it's knee related. That's, by the way, my knee is the one thing that's not a problem with me. The one, everything else in my body, you could have picked any body part. I, I just think it. it's a, like that's. A, I thought it was funny because that's when people don't when they're turned down for the army or whatever. It's always oh, like, yeah. It, uh, uh, well, I was turned on uh, because of my of uh, of course uh, ankles. But you did uh, have that. You had that horrible knee thing uh, in the past. I had a meniscus. I did have a meniscus tear, yeah. so, so that that is accurate. But I uh, hobbled. I watched you hobble around San Francisco trying to get treatment for it once. Oh my God! Uh, and again, they, thank you to Robin Williams for offering me some sort of drug, <laughs> and to this day regret not taking it. Boy, I don't even, again don't even know what it was, but I would have taken. I sh- was the probably, pain that I was in later that night. I should have taken that pill. Yeah, I guess I'm assuming it was Vicodin. I think it was Vicodin. That's my guess. Yeah. Um, but, you know, say. when a guy says, hey, do you want something and reaches into his pocket <laughs> and pulls that out and has to separate it from lint, maybe that's not the pill I want to take. <laughs> yeah. um, but again, for the story, I should have taken it as I'm tripping balls, you know, sliding down the side of a building. He goes, hey, it's Robin Williams told me to take this. That's Patch Adams. He knows about doctors. And then, <laughs> um I guess the a little way to go back to answer your question. Why am I thinking about it now? Is because I'm on the you know I'm on the verge of being able to be eligible to get this right. within the next few weeks. We're going to be hearing about fifty and up. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. in fact, there was a rumor going around over the weekend that it was going to open up to fifty and up starting March first today. So there was and and all over the place this thing was happening. Mm-hmm. People going, hey, I just heard from a you know it's typically by the way if I pardon this, Garen. Uh, it's a Garen Cockrell. I've got a friend that works somewhere that heard something. It was that. <laughs> and, but it was happening in different places with different aspects of my cousins hearing it in Arkansas. My, uh, you know, uh, comedians hearing it here. The, the Homeowner Association hearing it in Baldwin Hills. Like, so it was landing different places where it was like, well, fuck, maybe this is happening tomorrow. So uh, the second I woke up this morning, uh, I was immediately slapped in the face with a you don't qualify on my computer. So, Well, I heard it was March 15th for underlying conditions that is like i uh, yeah. read that in an article so then it should be right after that that the 50s happen yes. you would it? think um and you would also think with everything that's in my that i've been going all these health issues i've had over mm-hmm. the that i've documented uh, but not one of them makes me <laughs> qualifies me to get this thing sooner not one of them what's crazy is i thought it was going to be like i thought they were doing like 75 to 65 or you know whatever and so i imagined like at least i were talking about this yesterday that it was it's going to be Okay, fifty-five and up, and you, Jimmy, uh, not to blow up your spot, you turn fifty-five on July twenty-eighth. So in July, so you you will very likely be months shy of qualifying to get it. Within. But the good news is, Matt, they're saying it's going to be fifty to sixty-five. Oh, they're, I didn't they're, know that. Not, okay. This is the one that they're not All doing right. the ten. I, I At least they it, yeah. that could change tomorrow. They could say, right. you know what, we uh, because I think here in Los Angeles, fifty to sixty-five is going to be the bulk of the human beings <laughs> it's gonna be going to get this thing. Well, it sounds like uh, it might be a Little League situation all over again for Jimmy Pardo. Am I remembering I that story correct, uh, correctly? 
little which was, which, which which was the thing where you were you were uh, a little bit older, but you went ahead and did it anyway. Oh, uh, no. that was oh, the uh, the sack race or whatever. The, 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 the sack race. race. There you go. Yeah, that was the uh, the uh, the Illinois Bell uh, Company picnic running race. Uh, <laughs> there you go. And. Uh, I think I just threw that trophy away. I think I. Well, uh, okay. Here's the thing: you felt guilty for running in it when you were three days too old right. to be a part of it. So if you don't qualify for the vaccine, that'll be the the karmic balance of that. Is yeah. that you just. I, I, you know what? I think enough. Kar- I think Alec Baldwin hosting match game is enough fucking karma. I think I've got the the karma's hit me hard in the balls. I just mean in terms of age, like futzing with your your age qualification. Karma um, has a spreadsheet, so yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think. It, it, I, I mean, I mean, I, in fact, I, in fact, it fucking owes me. Let's go that route. It, I'm on the, I'm on the other side of it. At this it's point. all the way you look at it, man. I mean, you're, you're a podcast pioneer. There are a lot of people would say Jimmy Pardo is the luckiest man alive. Uh, Jimmy Pardo might be one of those people. <laughs> might, uh, yeah, but you're, you're might, constantly saying, oh, "How did I? I didn't get this, and I didn't get that." You got to look at it. You got to look positive. Oh, what's happening there? And I got a. I just got a. We have some mail actually, so I, I have this uh, this box opener here. Uh, I do want to ask you a question though before we do that, Matt Belton. Mm-hmm. Uh, you asked on the live stream yesterday if we had watched Saturday Night Live, and I wanted to know if there was a reason you brought that up. It was so in the moment of whatever we were talking about. Uh, it doesn't even matter anymore. It had something to do with that that sketch, uh, which I, I I very much enjoyed. I, I like a pure silly stupid sketch. And the, which one are we talking about? They've been doing a lot of silly lately, and I've yeah. and I've appreciated it. Yeah, it was the one with it was a Kate McKinnon. I think it was Kate McKinnon meeting Nick Jonas at the bar, mm-hmm. and uh, hmm. the, the thing I forget what you said yesterday, but. Um, when uh, she had the knuckle tattoos that said love and and hat hat, hat. and and uh, he was like, oh, they run out of ink before they could finish hate. She's like, no, I just love hats. Yeah. <laughs> I, just thought that was I thought really that was funny. very funny. <laughs> yeah. I thought he did a great job, by the way. The, uh, mm. the, uh, the Nick Jonas. The Jonas. Jonas. Yeah, yeah, he's good. Uh, I also so that sketch looked like it was going to be the other one where the where they were flying around. It like did. It, was, it, was re- it had the same vibe of that. Yeah, I'm glad. And it I suspect wasn't. it was. But I, if it, if so, I appreciate they're pulling it back because it actually made way more sense in context of COVID. Yeah, yeah, and, and it, I thought they did a nice job of that. Um, yeah, I thought that was a pretty good episode. Some funny stuff. I don't disagree. I thought it was the most consistent of the year, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, we laughed here. And you know, usually Oliver, as I always say, you know, it bums him out when it's not good, mm-hmm. and uh, he was not in a bad mood when it was over. So. Uh, <laughs> That's a win, yeah. right? And by the way, life's good if SNL is what bums my kid out. That's, that's, a, that's the yeah, thing that, that's, you know. Uh, means he's doing oh, well. I hope it's good so our son doesn't get upset. If that's the one thing, <laughs> we're, we're doing okay over here. Uh, I will also say this very quickly. the um, uh, When the Golden Globe started last night, uh, Garen texted uh, in response to something Matt said, which was very funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and, I, and he said, do, do I need to watch this? And at the time, it was like, nah, I don't think you do. Uh, I will say this. That was my favorite award show I've ever watched in my life. Wow. Yeah, and I'll tell you why. Because I'm sick of the bullshit Hollywood, you know, everybody uh, grab assing and, and, and kissing each other's ass. I liked seeing somebody's cat walk in front of them while they're watching. <laughs> I liked, you know, well, I do. I, do I like people in their pajamas? No. Let's fucking put your tuxedo on. Let's, uh, give, it, let's give a shit. Uh, Sudeikis, let's put a, a, a jacket on over that hoodie. Um, but I did. I loved I just liked that it was just people being real and it yeah. wasn't people acting in a room because they're, they know the camera's constantly on them. And yeah. uh, there was something just more real about it. And I mm-hmm. uh, just like the 
the uh, Democratic convention. I enjoyed more uh, this way. Yeah, I did enjoy the uh, uh, was it the Emmys that uh, Jimmy Kimmel hosted? Yep. Yep. I enjoyed that more. So I think what I'm saying is stop letting celebrities be around each other. They get <laughs> fucking annoying. But the whole point of award shows is to uh, to perpetuate the myth of Hollywood as a, a club that people are all in. And you get and the award show is a chance to peek behind, you know, see see a little bit of that and imagine being a part of it. And and so when they're not all together and when you've got five people people who may have never met each other in a zoom waiting for their category tr- awkwardly trying to make conversation it definitely bursts the bubble on that i know illusion. but i liked it i liked it it burst the bubble that's, yeah that's no I, appreciate I, I get it, it. i like i like bob odenkirk trying to talk to al pacino <laughs> of all people <laughs> imagine of all people bob odenkirk who's the one trying to grease the fucking Dude, wheels of that social situation we know bob odenkirk yeah we know of, of the five amazing. people could you imagine him being the one going no. oh i probably should start the conversation that here? just tells you how fucking bad it was <laughs> he's not that guy at all like I, and it's not even a criticism of him i'm 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 introverted and and awkward too and so the fact that he was oh my god he was doing and it was like if you didn't watch it it was just like in these little interstitial moments going in and out of commercials where they would sort of give you a glimpse of each each group of nominees were in their own zoom room together and so, yeah, you. Who <laughs> I don't even remember who the other people were. It was the guy from uh, oh, what's that show called that I still I keep meaning to watch and I never. Rami. Have. There was Rami. Rami. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Rami Malek. And he was nope. no, just no. Rami. Rami. Yeah. Oh, Rami. Uh, he, I think you're right with Rami. He's a comedian, uh, and I forget what that show's on. Even was it on IFC or something? I don't know. But, it's called Rami, right? Isn't it yeah. just called that? Yeah, it's a it's about a. A, a guy who uh, he's a comedian. I think, it's but he's a, nominated every year, like for something. Yeah, it, yeah for the last on. couple of years. Yeah, um, but yeah, just seeing Pacino just basically <laughs> it, it embalmed in something like just completely. I like his COVID head of hair, though. You gotta <laughs> oh, like his gorgeous. Don King COVID head. Yeah, uh, yeah, man. Uh, I mean, I I'm not. I wasn't against it, but I I admit that for whatever reason in my life, I've always enjoyed just the sort of pomp and circumstance of you do like that the the phoniness is the is the show like that's that is the that's the product they're selling us and and i am buying it <laughs> like i am you know, yeah. you know what though to that if you look at the old uh, we've talked about this over the 15 years we've been doing the show if you look at the video footage of you know the academy awards even in 1974 mm-hmm. it was a it, it was like a company uh, meeting and they would yeah. go okay no actor yeah. uh, camera okay and then the and people get up, they give a little speech, and they leave. It, it, it when it started getting right. overproduced. Yes, mm. that that's. Uh, but I will say, I, in in regards to this too, I think that the opportunity to be more real was, like the Norman Lear thing made me tear up because it just is amazing what that man's done over his career, and mm. it's crazy to think that the shows he was making in the seventies may not even be made today for television. Right. That they were so mm. groundbreaking, uh, that we've actually gone backwards since Norman Lear started mm. doing com, you know, sitcoms in the seventies, and then Chadwick Boseman's wife just had me. Oh my God! My God, what a what a wonderful mm-hmm. uh, acceptance speech on her husband's behalf. Amazing, yeah. It's like just a, a, a totally unexpected gut punch of emotion. I didn't know how they were going to handle that. I I I, f- I figured he was going to win for many reasons. He's did you? By the way, did you see Mon Rainey's? I haven't watched it yet. He uh, is he it's it's one of those where he's going to win because he died. Sadly, yeah. He deserves to win if he was there. Right. Like he's yeah. that effing good in it. Yeah. Uh, so I like half expected them to just do the we're accepting on his behalf type thing, but then just, you know, 
partly the technology of here's his wife at home and she's and dressed and dressed up and dressed yeah and, and mm, yeah my god and she's Everything already wrong. and she's already emotional because because he won and so rightfully so she's she's emotional and then she just gave an amazing speech that was really like uh oh man it just <laughs> destroyed me it just oh me too it was me. uh it, it oh my god uh here's what's happening uh nearby there's a building that um it has been condemned for maybe a year now and and there's been a sign saying uh schedule for demolition for a while and it's like you walk past it and it's literally it's been riddled with gang uh you know tags and um i think people have broken into it and they've been uh using it as a, uh, a drug den or whatever the mm-hmm. hell i don't know what it's, um you can't really live in there because the seat they took the they at least took the roof off so it's mm-hmm. but i think people have been in there uh, anyway, uh, on my walk today, I noticed that they are uh, at last night. Yesterday, I heard this banging, too. And then today on my walk, uh, they are demolishing it finally today. Mm-hmm. So I think what happens is every now and then they, uh, I don't I don't know my trucks. It's not a bulldozer, but it's kind of kind of like a bulldozer, the one that kind of can come up and down. But it kind of looks like a dinosaur. Tobacco. Um, yeah, like a backhoe. Maybe a backhoe. Yeah, maybe a yeah. backhoe. But whenever it like comes down to grab more of whatever, it mm-hmm. shakes the entire neighborhood. We're not. We're, it's like three blocks away, right. but it's still like holy shit! Like you get scared. Like what? Yeah. What just blew up? But it's that thing. So if you see me get ra- uh, 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 frazzled from time to time, that's mm-hmm. what's happening. Okay, got it. Um, anyway, I enjoyed the Golden Globes. That was the. <coughs> Did you enjoy the maybe someone on the writing staff giving you a, a, a subtle shout out and one of tina Fey's jokes i did not which one was it oh sir? you didn't catch that she was she was saying something about uh like we'll we'll be honoring all the shows that we that got us through this past year like the office and those episodes of columbo and oh, i was yeah, like yeah. holy shit <laughs> like really columbo that specific it uh uh the columbo thing is it's gone bananas um uh people you know slate did an article on it uh, oh really oh i didn't realize that honestly you're the only person i know who who Uh, has said anything about it it's one of the admittedly matt this is one of those things where it's like columbo's my thing you assholes (laughs) (laughs) i I watched this a year and a half ago Uh, thanks for joining the party late you pricks um but uh no it's become a thing Uh, i I appreciate you thinking it was a nice uh, shout out to jp but yeah uh, i I thought maybe because we i'm sure we know some people who wrote for the the i only knew two Mm -hmm. uh and one of them i don't know danielle worked with a a young lady and then uh, vanessa ramos was the other one that i knew oh yeah yeah. uh who is uh, brilliantly funny on twitter if uh you're not following vanessa ramos that's one that you should be yeah she's great following and uh i've been trying to get her never not funny forever but she's she's constantly working yeah wasn't she on Superstore at one point? Yes. Maybe. Or something else. It's basically, I feel like every sh- comedy show I watch, I see her name in it. The I know. It was her, Megan Amram, and there was a, there's a third yeah. young lady that uh, uh, constantly, like from one project to the next, and mm-hmm. sometimes on two at once. I think Megan Amram was on two or three at one time. It's like, yeah. come on, man. Spread the wealth a little bit. <laughs> take, the, take the one. Let, let somebody else get some health insurance. Megan Amram was, I'm sure we talked about it at the time, but she was the one that would write all those in the, the good place, all the funny names of the like restaurant and yogurt shop yeah. type things in the background. That was her. Do you remember when she auditioned for a Jimmy Part of Each Jokes yep. and was fantastic and Comedy Central wouldn't let me hire her because it was a woman? Remember that? <laughs> I there. I, I don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> I, by the way, those people are all gone and, uh, 
And uh, the guy that was in charge of Comedy Central at the time probably didn't even know that was the situation because yeah. uh, there's no way he would have fucking allowed that because I know the guy and he's right. great. Yeah. Um, in fact, the two guys right above us, I, I don't know why it happened, but they would not allow us to hire a woman. Yeah. And it was infuriating because Megan and Danielle and there was and Cece. That's how we met Cece. Mm-hmm. Megan, uh-huh. Danielle and Cece were the three that should have been hired. With, yep. No, no ifs, ands or fucking buts. Like yeah. th- those were the three. Uh, three of the best. Yeah, well, they uh, that was a weird thing that we don't have to get into, but it, they paradoxically wanted some fame or recognition. Like, I don't know what they thought they wanted out of that part of that show, but it was just, it didn't make any sense. The, well, the premise was they were the writers. So if it was like a recognizable comedian, you'd be like, why the fuck is that person over there? You make a great point, Matt. That was uh, a big part of it was that they, they, they thought we were a panel show yeah. because there happened to be three comedians sitting near each other. Yeah. So they equated it with being, well, it's, it's Chelsea lately. Yeah. Why don't we know who these three people are? It's yeah, like, well, the premise of yeah. this one is Jimmy Pardo is the star right. and they're the ones that are providing him with the jokes throughout the show right. and you're, we're letting you see behind the scenes you dumb fucks. And then the comedians that were booked to come out and do comedy were the people that's where we yeah. would have someone of some name recognition that would make yeah. maybe make people tune in like oh okay so you know we had Pete Holmes I think on the pilot right? We did have Pete Holmes. Pete Holmes was it Julie McCullough maybe? Maybe yeah. That's Tommy right. Jonigan. Uh-huh. Who's the kid that smashed his feet? Shane Moss? Shane Moss. Shane Moss. We so did wait, so many. We did all those other ones at, at Acme, so I don't really remember yeah, who was the right. pilot. Kamel. Yeah. Kamel, yeah. Yeah, we had Kamel anyway. and Moshe and um, mm-hmm. Greg Barrent. Mm-hmm. Uh, but once again, for the love of God, no women. We had no women on that. We had women yeah. on the panel. Uh, Lori Kilmartin, Laura House, Danielle. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other uh, ladies were not available. But the second we were able to get in, grab hold of uh, the reins and not have to get approval from network. It's like yeah. we hire the people we wanted to hire. Yeah. Anyway, we're great. That's the point of that. And, uh, allow me. Uh, thank you for allowing me to vomit that out about Comedy Central because I'm still fucking mad about it. Like <laughs> that they wouldn't let us. There, and there was a couple of dudes too, by the way, that were fantastic. I don't want to say yeah. who they were, but uh, because maybe they, they don't want to be uh, known that they were turned down. The women, I'm happy to talk about because it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dudes also same deal. They weren't famous enough, but it's like. But they nailed the fucking jokes. Mm-hmm. They, they did their job. Yeah. And uh, anyway, that's show business. There's no sure business like it. Uh, all right, listen, Matt, let's quickly hit that mail. I know that uh, you got a little something there. Let's, uh, let's do uh, one of the packages there. Okay. The mail is here. The mail is here. The mail is here. 69. Up top, my brother. The mail is here. Got some mail here. Oh. A rare, a rare non-Jimmy Pardo uh You know what? I, I, I admittedly got distracted. I'll tell you why I got distracted. Uh, uh, and it was before I saw Matt Belknap. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't the, the size of this box. A, a building on his shoulder. <laughs> uh, I The last time I looked at that, my mouse moved down and I saw that I had emails. It said I had one. And then when I just look down, now it says, says I it says I have nineteen the Hardcastle. Oh. It's like, oh no, what eighteen emails came in <laughs> in the last minute and a half? Like what yes. what just happened? And it's nothing but spam going to the, uh, the oh. fan club email. So mm-hmm. 
Anyway, that's what I, I apologize. That's what I got distracted by. Uh, Garen sucks. Okay, there we go. Now we're back in. <laughs> and uh, I don't know why you get hurt in that either, Garen. I don't. I don't it understand could, it. it. Couldn't have been spam socks. Yeah. No, nope. come right, right for me. Right well, for the guts. It, 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 history has been. I say Garen sucks. <laughs> it's true. And so that is true. I didn't want to uh, derail the show uh, even further. I guess gotta stay consistent. It wouldn't have fit the meter of it to say Comedy Central is sexist. Right. <laughs> 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 uh, casting stupid. Uh, all right. I don't even know how I'm going to do that. Uh, by the way, this box took oh. a beating on the way here. Look at this. Uh, where Look is at this? that. Oh, it's over here. That looks like it owed money to the, money to oh, the mob wow. and somebody took a, a, a pillowcase to it. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, that's not good right there. What's in there? And who's it from? Uh, it says it's from Simon P. Moore and Karen Graham. Uh, now, listen, Simon, remember, he, he hosted the Isolation Files not that long ago, that fun uh, music one where he played the guitar as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Simon and Karen are great. They met, the, they're, they, uh, they're, they're now lovers, and they met because of Never Not Funny. Right. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that great? They met, uh, I think, on the Facebook group and then decided, hey, we like each other. Let's, uh, I let's got fuck. There's two. Bo- <laughs> there's two boxes in the box. There's also a letter, but there's one box says open first, open first. Does that mean open it before reading the letter or just open it before the other box? Very boy, tricky that, set of instructions. That's, uh, boy, that is confusing, isn't it? And then the other box that doesn't say open first says, uh, I don't know if you guys can see this. It says, uh, not not penis cream. <laughs> That is okay. that is what it says. All right, good to know. Uh, so. Does the box have printing on it somewhere that says it's penis cream? And then he's clarifying that it is uh, not penis that's cream. A good question. Um, it has some stu- some some tags on it, but it doesn't say anything about being penis cream that I can tell. Uh, all right, I'm going to read this letter first. All right. Oh wait, there's instructions on the letter. Okay. We're all set here. He he laid this out very nicely. <laughs> all right. Uh, dear Jimmy, Matt, Garen, and Elliot, congratulations to all on your performances in Musical Mayhem. However, in every game, there are winners and there are losers. And then it says in brackets that maybe I'm not supposed to read out loud, please, please open the package marked open first now. Okay, here we go. This is a, some stage direction. Yeah. Courtesy of Simon P. Moore and Karen. I can confirm in all of my auditions and performances that indeed you are not supposed to read the stage directions when you are performing. I just like uh, I like. I think in this case Matt is allowed to read them because it's part of the uh, what he's doing. It's part of the activity. Right. It's also odd. It's just a radio program. I know you're the video guy, but uh, for <laughs> people fair, who can't see what's happening, it's important to let them know. Uh, Matt Belknap is now opening up that first box as he uh, has been instructed to do parenthetically. Okay, so this this is very appropriate out on the heels. Shit, of- hang on a second. This better not be penis cream. <laughs> Whoa, my God, it is. All right. Well, that's, I was, you know, to be fair, the other one said be? it wasn't penis cream. Well, the cream. other one is it. So this no. one is, so this one's the penis cream. The yeah. other box is not penis cream. <laughs> All right. This is very nice. It's, this is oh, a, tr- look at this. a trophy that has a goat on top of it. And it says, uh, greatest of all time, goat. And then it's even uh, engraved right there. It says, wow. Matt Belknap, a.k.a. The Honcho. Trivia, trivia champion. champion. Well, that's very nice. <laughs> very much. So, very much. Yeah. that up. Hey, use some of that penis cream and ram that up your ass, Bell. <laughs> How about that? Again, Pretty there is spiky. no, there is no penis cream. Well, then go and get some sort of lotion and ram, ram that goat I, right up have, your ass. We have plenty of uh, hand sanitizer. That's all I can do. Well, you know what? That's a good call. Don't get COVID up the ass. That's yeah. a good call. Use boy, the. That will be uncomfortable. <laughs> oh boy, a little like COVID you, ass. Use the Tom Jones method. You know, just. Uh, well, what did, what did he put on his dick to uh what, we learned Listerine. that Listerine Listerine yeah yep what a genius okay uh <laughs> Matt 
we were we were both dismayed to learn in episode 27c that the isophiles games are anxiety inducing for you we just wanted you to know how gosh darn gobsmacked we are at your excellence with this bullshit fucking trivia <laughs> you really are the goat but that's not a strike against your competitors no no not in the least because and then it says please open box marks not penis cream now <laughs> okay by the way i would love it if this was now penis cream by the way, I didn't. I, I should. I should say publicly, I did not mean to make any of the fans who have have created games for the isolation files. I didn't mean to make anyone feel bad when I was joke, kind of jokingly, kind of seriously, saying it. Saying, I mean, it's just it's just on me that I'm too competitive, and uh, by winning so much, it's just put way too much pressure on me to keep winning. And so it 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 like the longer we've done it, the more anxiety inducing it is to me but it's it's something i'm working on and i'm trying to not be uh take it so seriously and uh, that's why i will no longer be winning i will just be tuning out <laughs> and, and looking off into the distance while everyone else plays okay uh all right so so now we've got this box uh <laughs> i don't know what okay I've, I've opened it but am i supposed to read now everyone does really a really great job in trivia don't they they sure do oh they're just so good look little trophies for everyone isn't that nice it's no less of an honor even just to be nominated is an honor and so we've got we've got three three trophies here jimmy pardo participation thank you uh oh, thank you very much that. and then we've got you. elliot Hofberg. thank you participation <laughs> and of course garen cockrell penis cream <laughs> that would have been great uh, it's an honor just to participate <laughs> well that's very nice is that the yeah. end of that matt that uh, there's there's more to the letter hold on one sec all right uh okay now it says please show everyone the trophies i've done that boy that, now i'm starting to feel a little bit like i'm being puppeteered here so yeah i'm not a huge fan uh you guys are all amazing and it's such a joy to share this with you and hopefully provide some shadow of the entertainment you've brought into our lives it really means the world to us that being said matt is still technically the goat and that's why his trophy is better now clean all this shit up matt <laughs> please stop crying simon and karen uh, well, uh, we thank you, uh, Simon and Karen, for all that. And when we're ever back in the studio and uh, uh, don't have to get around that obstacle course that Belknap has uh, <laughs> in the studio for himself. Well, most of that will be because all the, that stuff's going to go to Mario to be shipped to our, our subscribers. To our, love it. Our Absolutely. Love it. And and by that, Matt, you're talking about the uh, the jar opener. You're talking about the coasters. The coasters. The ball caps will be on their way as well. Yes. Yeah, soon the ball caps. Um yeah, but that made me laugh a lot because there really is an enormous mess of boxes and packing material right next to me at this point. It's just insane. Here, actually, look, look at this. All right, take a look here. Oh, my gosh. This is just a disaster area. So, Oh, that's what the studio looks like. <laughs> Oops, I miss it. Oh, you're too low now. Boom. Uh, there you go. All right, listen, we thank you, Simon. We thank you, Karen. We thank everybody that hosted the Isolation Files. And again, if you are not uh, a subscriber, uh, that is something uh, that's the third episode that we've been doing during the pandemic, and we'll continue to do them. Uh, and it's a game. Uh, generally, we play a game that, uh, that a, uh, a listener has offered to host. And it's just, uh, it's supposed to be just stupid nonsense. Uh, and then, uh, but sometimes some of us take it too seriously, and then it's uh, not as much fun. But that's what uh, that's what Matt was referring to seconds ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, uh, I, I I view it as it's nothing but entertainment, so I don't give a shit. If uh, <laughs> I try, but if I lose, I don't care. But I also I like I, I what I was trying to say too is that I I do think they are 
like there have been times when I'm like, this is better than never not funny. Like this, this should be the show. Like this is more entertaining. It's, it's, it's like when it, when it works and it's, it's really fun. Uh, and even, even when it's sometimes not fun, I still think it's a very entertaining show because there is structure to it. Uh, something we never bothered to implement in never not funny. <laughs> uh, so I, I think it's great. And I think, I, I, I think I was just trying to start out by saying, Hey, even if you're a subscriber, if you're for some reason, not listening to those episodes, please listen to them because they're they're really fun they are fun i 100 percent agree with you and uh, it gives again it's a more uh, fun during this pandemic when there's not a lot of fun to be had out there uh thank you simon thank you karen thank you matt for opening it up thank you elliot for watching him and thank you garen of course for sucking um and participating there there's your participation <laughs> <laughs> uh, the great Garen Cockley's at the Tri-Corners. We'll check in with him. Uh, hey, Brian Regan joining us when we come back right after this. Hey, whether you have a small business or a big business, we know that uh, finding the right crew to surround yourself with is not easy to do. Well, here's a way to make that a little bit easier for you. Thank you to our friends, Zip Recruiter. Zip, zip. ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo is the way to try ZipRecruiter right now for free. Just head over there. You know what? Even if you're not hiring, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo check it out it doesn't cost you anything just take a look at that just yeah if you always had an idea of like i you know i could i could start a small business mm-hmm. maybe hire a couple of people we could you know get this thing off the ground get let's, let's make some widgets just go on there and see how easy it would be to hire the people you would need what do you need like a an accountant mm-hmm. uh, i do you need a personal assistant i do you need a I, well, I don't know like a graphic designer maybe i do okay well, wait are you are you starting a business <laughs> yeah Oh, my God. What is it? I should tell you that. I, by the way, I have all three of those things. Yes. I said I do two, three things I actually do not need at the moment. <laughs> uh, but I am starting a business. I am selling bike chains. Oh. Strictly bike chains. Just the chain. Bikechains.com. Huh. It's my business. Are you manufacturing them yourself? I've got a team. Oh. Got a team of folks. Where'd you uh, find those people? ZipRecruiter.com. Uh, yeah. You went on. You've said, look, I'm looking for yeah. uh, metal. Metal. What are the, What's that called? A metal worker? Um, someone who ZipRecruiter knows how to find the people they that forge, are they forge the the pieces that you then mm-hmm. put together into a chain. I got a, a nice group of kids out in the garage making these things. Okay, good uh, luck. Good, good luck to you. And uh, by the way, if there is such a thing as bikechain.com, uh, I don't own that. So don't don't write the owner of that. That's your competitor. Thinking that it's me. What did I say? No, no, I don't know. I'm just saying in real life that's your competitor. Uh, yes. So do not go there. Don't, don't support him. Don't not go there. And do not send that person emails uh, <laughs> thinking that you're writing me and having fun. Uh, I don't even know if it's a real thing. Uh, it probably is. But it probably is. And you know what? I think i got to get into the bike chain game. Yeah, you do. Uh, the way to do that is through ZipRecruiter. If you're hiring, ZipRecruiter is the way to do it. Once again, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Hey, sometimes you find yourself at the, the wallet missing a couple of bucks. Now, who, did somebody steal it or what's going on over there? It doesn't matter how you're missing the bucks. Money might be a little tight. That's where earn-in comes in, Matt. Yeah, earn-in. Earnings there if you got a last-minute gift for a loved one, an unexpected trip to the vet. I've seen a lot of that on uh, uh, social media, by the way. People saying, oh, I had to spend the night at the at the pet vet. Yeah. People like using the phrase pet vet. Even though vet covers pet. I mean, what other – are you at the – wild animal vet yeah, you could be visiting a, a soldier oh okay uh i, I think people I, I think they like the sound of pet vet it does sound fun it is fun to say i get it uh but nobody's pointing out that they're at the pet vet for fun so uh, that's a good point yeah why are they yeah. why are they being uh, capricious or uh, silly with their very you know, serious issue you know capricious say <laughs> uh now listen this is here's the important thing 
earn-in is there because the, the point is you're not at the pet vet at three in the morning going, oh, good, I get to spend X amount of money right. uh, that I don't have. That's where earn-in jumps in. Yes. Uh, earn-in is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 a day, up to $750 per pay period. Yeah. So it gives you a little goose if you need it. Yeah, it's but you're, you're making the money by going to your job and working every day. They're just saying, hey, we can get you that money a little bit sooner than the, than the paycheck arrives. That's exactly right. Now, over three and a half million people are already uh, saying things like, when I think about earning, I think about financial stability, security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. That's what they're saying. They say it like that? Yeah. They, I would think there'd be a little more uh, excitement. No, the, these are people that, uh, you, you know, when they're giving a testimonial, they're caught off guard. And they're, then, they're not comfortable in front of a microphone. Exactly these right. are not professional these broadcasters. Like we are. Yeah, they, they, they sound stilted, but that's real. That's genuine. Thank you. Matt, again, it gives them peace of mind. <laughs> uh, hey, download Earning today. That is spelled E-A-R-N-I-N. That's in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earning app, type in Never Not Funny under podcast, please. When you sign up, it'll help the show. Let's them know who said to you there who directed you there once again put in never not funny under podcast subject your available earnings location daily max and pay period max c earning.com slash tos for details earning is a financial technology company not a bank bank products are issued by evolved bank and trust member fdic earning it's your money get it now hey everybody welcome back to the program episode 2803 is that episode but you know that you're in the middle of it for crying out loud uh, i had a nice break i went and got myself a delicious uh, soda pop and uh, also took care of some business of getting rid of the old stuff. <laughs> that means take a took a whiz. Um, we are joined now. Uh, what a joy! Uh, my family and I we watched this special the second that it came out uh, this past Tuesday. I want to say it came out. Maybe it was Wednesday, a week ago at this time. And uh, Brian Regan on the rocks. He's been with us before. He's with us again now via the pandemic Zoom style. Uh, Brian Regan. Hello, Brian. Hey, Jimmy. How are you? I'm. You know, I'm. Uh, look, I'm doing all right. Getting by like anybody else, but. Uh, uh, my, we, we love, first of all, let's, let's get the ass kissing out of the way. Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Who did I just talk about this with guys on the show? Uh, some guest was on Brian. Remember when we started comedy and, uh, you've been doing it a little bit longer than me, uh, hence the, your success. Um, <laughs> remember when the guys that were older than us stopped being funny and it was like, Hey, remember when that guy was great? Remember when that guy was great? And then you're like, Oh, that's a shame. He's not funny anymore. Well, he's got it. Now he's 55. He's not funny. That doesn't seem to be happening with our generation. Do you do you see the same like like you're as funny today as you were back in 1991? Well, that's nice of you to say. Um, I had those concerns, at least about me. Right. Um, you know, you, you wonder, do you get to a point where you're you're aging yourself out or you're irrelevant or you're unfunny or uninteresting? Right. And, um, you know, um, but I think if you just keep trying to write new stuff and stuff that you're interested in, that, you know, it, it, you can still make a couple people laugh here and there. Well, listen, you're doing it. This new special is, uh, again, it's fantastic. Thank uh, like you. all like all the Regan stuff is. It's a. Uh, uh, look, you're in the top seven. There's no doubt you're in the top seven. <laughs> so it's been my goal to, well, get in, to get in the top seven. Well, you know what that means. I'm honored by that. Thank it you. means you're number seven. That's what that means. <laughs> it means that's good. Um, that's good. That's now, good. But let's talk, listen. I, I busted your. My I'm next gonna, goal. My next goal is to get in the top six. Well, listen. You're going to have to beat our Gabriel Iglesias. So good luck to you. Um, wait, why does he get hurt in this? Why does he get hurt in this show? So, so unnecessary. He's the nicest guy in the world, Gabriel Iglesias. Why did he get hurt? Um, 
Brian, so but here's a couple of a question for you. So I, I, unbeknownst to you, I've busted your balls a little bit behind the scenes on this program in that you got COVID. And in an interview, you said, I don't know how I got COVID. And I, uh, and I, my, my way of busting your balls was, I got a pretty good fucking idea on how you got COVID. <laughs> um, but this special. Tell me, tell me, because I have no idea. I think you were around somebody that had COVID. I think that's that's how you got it. Oh, oh OK. Thank I'm not you. a doctor. Before I ask my actual question, so how severe did you have it, though? Because it it runs the gamut of, oh, you know what? I had some aches and pains. It was no big deal. And I was crying on my bed for three days. Which which version did you did you or 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 you die? That's the other aspect of it. Uh, I I flatlined and they had to bring me back. Um, No, I uh, it, it was pretty bad for me. Um, I got it in December. Okay. And when I first tested, I took a rapid, I, I had taken a number of tests over the months and it was always negative, negative, negative. And then I was getting ready to fly on a red eye that night to go do shows. I think in Florida, I had done a rapid test that day. I get the results and they're positive. Um, but what was weird is when I got the results, <laughs> I felt completely fine. Like, yeah. like I literally you know, smoked a cigar and drank wine that night saying this is the weirdest illness I've ever had that I can enjoy myself while I'm ill. Right. So I didn't get any symptoms until a couple days later. I started getting a slight cough. And then over the days that got worse, I lost the sense of taste, Um, not smell so much, a little bit of the smell. And then it got worse and worse. And I got to where I was coughing pretty roughly my oxygen level dropped um i know this is supposed to be a a funny kind no, of podcast but i'm, I'm just talking we, about very horrific things that happened and it, and it was it was pretty rough uh it got to the point where it was borderline whether i would go to the hospital really? or not wow. um but it, it was real close i decided i'd rather be home than be on a gurney in a hospital hallway right um and so and it lasted longer for me than it lasted for a lot of people you know i i kept hearing you know, a week or two you'll be over it it, it took me about five weeks before oh my gosh. Wow. i finally felt like i was um over it but uh i feel great now and but it was it was not fun it uh, and i guess the, the question i have is uh, why why were you out of the road anyway and I'm, I'm not judging you but why why were you out there anyway putting yourself in the in line of getting this thing when uh, brian regan could certainly take some time off and relax no well i had a special to shoot and the special was originally supposed to be shot in may okay that got punted because of you know, the world getting sick Uh, that got punted to October. And a lot of the shows that had been punted just kept getting punted and punted, you know, but this one was on the books and I needed to prep for it, you know? And so around uh, July or August, I found out that certain comedy clubs were opening with, safe social distancing and the whole nine yards. So I was like, all right, if everybody's doing this as safe as possible, uh, I'll go out there. And so um, I did a lot of comedy clubs. I I did uh, outdoor venues. I did everything that was done as safe as it could be done. And um, because I needed to get ready for the special. And then when the the, the special was finally moved to October, late October, 
even the week of the special, I kept expecting to get the phone call, you know, hey, we're, this is canceled, but it didn't. So I needed to work on the, the special is a much tighter answer that I started with. <laughs> so you can edit out all this nonsense no. I threw in after the fact. No, in fact, I, what I'm going to ask is uh, for uh, Ellie to double it up so they hear it twice. That's uh, <laughs> Some close-ups, perhaps. Uh, and so I guess that's the uh, that's the other question. You shot this thing. Uh, people are in the audience. They're wearing masks. They're... Uh, 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 it was. It's an outdoor venue, right? You're at Red Rocks. That uh... it's not at Red Rocks. It looks like Red Rocks. It's at uh, an outdoor amphitheater in southern Utah called the Tuacon Amphitheater. What? It's very beautiful. Gorgeous. Um, yes, and um, you know, it looks like Red Rocks, but it's it's not. It's just an outdoor, beautiful theater with beautiful red rocks in the background and that sort of thing. Um. I've since realized naming it on the rocks, people are making the mistake that it was at Red Rocks, but it was at a very a place very similar to it. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, dummy Jimmy Pardo certainly thought that and didn't do any research to see uh, to, to know otherwise. So, uh, uh, but it looked it's a beautiful looking venue. But here's yes. my, my question about in, in comedy: it's always you know we hear outdoor venues are not great because the the laughs go right into the sky and you don't hear them. So I'm curious in your case, you're outdoors. And they're also wearing masks. Was it hard to hear the laughs or was that not a problem? No, it was great. Um, I've done a a number of shows where people are wearing masks and I haven't found the masks to be that to be a big problem with the audio aspect of of hearing laughs. And plus the amphitheater, the seats go up. So it's like you're they're almost like on top of you. It isn't like they're going out. Right. Okay. They're they're up. So everybody's right in front of you. And uh, I just got lucky that the crowds were really strong. And we, we taped Friday and Saturday, cobbled it together into one show. And, uh, you know, it was a good crowd. Sounded good. I, but to me. You, you, you didn't get lucky. You're Brian Regan and you, you <laughs> delivered and people fucking laughed. That's, well, that's what happened. You showed up and you did your job. <laughs> you're kind. But there is a luck aspect. We all know when you of get course. on a stage at any time, you don't know what's going to happen. And uh, so it's nice to catch a, a good crowd. You know, to, to that point, Brian, I, I'm sure you had to do this, too. When I when I first started, I, I did not own a video camera. So I had to rent a video camera and set it up in the back of the comedy club to try to get my 10 minute set to try to get work everywhere. And of course, that's the show that sucks. So there is some aspect of luck of, hey, the camera's around. Let's hope this right. one goes fairly well. Yeah, I, I remember sending out uh, VHS tapes. I'm dating myself to mm-hmm. comedy clubs to see if they would book me based on my tape and uh, those rejection letters that you get. I mean, I, I would get some gigs, but there, there's nothing like having a comedy club writer or a comedy club owner writing you and telling you that you have some interesting concepts. <laughs> right. And then you have on. some interesting concepts. Now, if you could just maybe find some humor <laughs> In those interesting concepts, we might consider booking you sometime down the road. Awful, right? Uh, And and when you think about it, some of those guys know, understand and know comedy, but some of the people that you and I would have sent tapes to, as soon as they were watching our tape, they ordered the, uh, the steak. Uh, for the for the dinners they ordered the, the, the liquor and yet the, then they're taking time out of doing that to go i better, I better tell this guy is not funny anyway we're going to take this and jb to jack daniel like fuck you yeah, yeah right um, yeah 
Yeah, I mean, I, it's a completely subjective art form we're in, you know, and it's like <laughs> if somebody can watch a tape and if they get nothing out of it, that's the end of the story as far as that club is concerned. Uh, it is. I remember I was Spellbinders in Arizona. I forget. Was it in Phoenix or Flagstaff? I forget where Spellbinders was, but they sent me a, a letter telling me that uh, not only uh, is this tape unusable, they never want another tape of, of me. Like <laughs> they were like. In no certain terms, like, don't even try to book us. Uh, <laughs> you are. Uh, that's how bad this was. And it was. And other clubs booked me because of that tape. Like, uh, to your point. Right, right, right. right. Uh, I guess it, it, history is probably on Spellbinder's side, to be honest with you. I think it was, it was not called Spellbinder. Spellbinders was in Texas. Oh, what was the name of the one in Arizona in the early 90s? Damn it. Who cares? Hey, I have a question about would, would they send you the tape back or did you have to make like dozens of tapes? Oh, you had to wow, make dozens yeah. of tapes. Yeah, I don't remember ever getting a tape back. Oh, man. So you're sending them a tape. They reject you. They use the tape. They erase your set and then they record a movie that they enjoy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or sometimes you when set. you get to the club, the owner would go, hey, do you want to watch the tape of this guy? And then they would pop the tape in and then you're watching some comic who thought he was going to get work and instead you're getting mocked by the other community. So, fucking horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it, and, it, and it, it exists forever unless they erase it, of course. But yeah. Oh, yeah. So then I got to where, like, I didn't want to send VHS tapes. So I would, uh, and this was, you know, before computers where you could send a, a, a thing through the internet or whatever. And I would go from great, I would take Greyhound buses from club to club all throughout the Southeast and audition there in person. Really? Just because wow. live is much better than a, a tape. And it's harder for them to say no when you're standing in front of their face. <laughs> right. You know, so uh, that's what I would do. I would just go from I would finish a gig that I had and I would go, all right, I've never been in Greenville. I would get on a Greyhound bus, take the bus to Greenville. I'd audition at that club. And that's kind of what I did to get work when I first wow. was out on the road. Walk me through why you didn't have a car where you, uh, <laughs> you I had a few cars that that that, you know, crumbled on me that just stopped, you know, so I had like two or three cars that would stop between cities. Right. Um, you know, and then that's it. I, I remember a car broke down on me in Northern Alabama somewhere. And uh, I was able to chug it off the highway into a gas station on the side of the road. And uh, the guy told me the transmission was shot and he gave me a price to fix the transmission, which was higher than what I had paid for the car. It was a used car to begin with. And, uh, I said, that's ah, a little high. He goes, I'll buy the car off you. And I said, all right, um, how about 500 bucks? And the guy goes, I'll tell you what, I'll get a Southern accent. He goes, I'll tell you what, I'll give you, uh, I'll give you 75 bucks. <laughs> and I said, you know what? Uh, all right, why don't, why don't we do, right, you know what? Let's just make it 250 bucks, you know? And the guy goes, you know what? I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'll give you 75 bucks. <laughs> and I, I swear I had this conversation with him. I said, listen, you know, and I know that I don't have a lot of leverage in this situation. <laughs> right. Okay. So why don't we just be guys about this? Let's just be fair. Good people to each other. Why don't you give me $125? And the guy goes, I'll tell you what, I'll give you 75 bucks. <laughs> 
So! <laughs> he wasn't into the whole human, no, human no thing. He, he wasn't, that wasn't part of what it made him tick. He was into one thing, and that was only losing $75. That's the only thing he was interested in. Um, I love and again, you're not kidding. You had no power in that because the car doesn't run. You're fucked. You, you took 75. That's all you can do is take the 75 bucks and walk to the, the bus station. Plus, I'm a bad negotiator when I explain to him how much power he has over me during the negotiation. He's like, wow, I guess he's right. I, he, the guy does have no leverage. You know what? Now that I think about it, how does 50 bucks sound? <laughs> I'm in. That would have been, that would have been better. Um, uh, the great Brian Riggins joining us. He's uh, there on the sets of uh, Knives Out 2. Uh, taking time away from shooting. Uh, is that your library, Brian? Where are you at? I'm in my office at home in, uh, I live in Las Vegas. Um, and have you gone down? Uh, actually, I, I know the answer to this. I saw you just uh, visited uh, Gary Cannon and some other comics uh, at uh, some club there in Vegas. Is that, is that, am I right about any of that? Yes, that, that, that is all correct. The Laugh Factory Comedy Club in Las Vegas, Gary Cannon was performing there. So uh, I went down there, hung out and uh, had a couple of cocktails and that had boy. a good time. Now, but now you couldn't have been going there to hang out with Gary Cannon. What really brought you down there? No, uh, I, I know Gary. Gary had reached out and said he was going to be in town. So, uh, you know, I, I try to, unlike that northern Alabama mechanic, I try to be a good person and care <laughs> about others and and go and say hello. That's very nice of you, uh, because uh, I wouldn't cross the fucking street to see Gary Cannon. <laughs> um, what uh, Gary's a friend, of course, which is why I'm able to make these jokes. Uh, otherwise, uh, I would not. Uh, what uh, uh, when you go to a, I'm curious because I have not stepped foot into a comedy club. When you go to the Laugh Factory in Las Vegas, uh, is it social distancing? Is it ha- is it half capacity? How are they doing it in Las Vegas? The Laugh Factory is social distancing. I, I would ima- imagine all the clubs. I haven't been in all the clubs in Vegas, but uh, the seats are all spread. It looks like ridiculously far apart. Okay, right. Um, the front row is 20 feet away from the stage, and um, they might be at 25% capacity. I don't know the exact number, but yeah, the crowd is all super spread out. I mean, that's the experience that I've had in the clubs. It's like everybody's all spread out. Some clubs, you know, like if there's a tiered system in a comedy club, they have plexiglass between the tiers. It looks like you're playing a hockey arena, you know, with the, yeah, it's, it's very bizarre, but you know, every venue, every state is a little bit different. Some seem to be a little bit more lax than others. Um, but they all employ some type of social distance. Uh, well, that's good. And, and by the way, you brought up hockey, uh, performing at a hockey, you performed at a hockey rink once. Did you not Brian? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it uh, was, um, maybe the worst night of my career. <laughs> It was, um, <laughs> do you remember Alex the dog from the Stroh's beer commercials? Yes, sir. Okay, well, he was running for president. A lot of people don't know that, but <laughs> he was running for president. This is years ago. It was when Bush and Dukakis were the two main candidates, but Alex was <laughs> also in the mix. So, so they needed a campaign manager to go to these different cities to help get Alex elected. So I was the lucky guy. To become Alex's campaign manager. So we would go around the country 
And uh, we did about six, seven events a day. We would go to morning radio stations. We'd do Good Morning Pittsburgh television shows. We'd go to restaurants. We'd go to bars. Um, you know, and I would have this goofy campaign speech. And then you could get your picture taken with Alex. And then we would say, hey, all we really want is for you to get out and vote. You know, that was the, the premise is just make sure you get out and vote. Well, one of the venues was a hockey arena in Minneapolis, Minneapolis North Stars against Chicago Blackhawks. Um, by the way, every one of these gigs that I did, every single one, and there were like seven a day, was worse than any hell gig I ever had before or since. And there were seven or eight a day. I was having nightmares. I was, I was having nightmares at night. Like I would hate for my alarm to get up like, oh my God, I gotta go to go around to the most disinterested audiences while I did my little campaign speech. So it ended up, we go to Minneapolis. I'm supposed to go on center ice between second and third period and do my campaign speech. Man, I, I, I'm getting like, I'm getting like horrible feelings just telling the story. Oh, sorry, sorry to bring it up. No, no, that's okay. And there was a big fight, like a hockey fight, like at the end of the second period, gloves off, blood on the ice, you know, like bam, bam, bam. So the crowd had just seen that and they were like, yeah, you know, like they had just enjoyed why you go to a hockey game to begin with. So the second period ended, the Zamboni comes out and they said, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to center ice. Um, Alex, the dog from the Stroh's beer commercials. They put Alex on a Zamboni. So he goes out and everybody's cheering. It's a dog on a Zamboni. What else do you want? Everybody's drunk. Yay! And now please welcome to center ice. Alex's campaign manager. Brian Regan. So I go out to as much silence as you can get in a hockey arena. Like what? You know, it's just a big mass of confusion. And I go out there with my little wireless mic. I'm from Florida. I had, I'd never walked on ice before. So I'm walking like torturously slowly because I didn't want to fall. I don't want that to be why everybody's laughing. I finally get out to center ice and I start doing the speech and I go, hey, we got a big election coming up, right? Everybody's like, what? And I said, uh, a lot of people say this election is going to the dogs. <laughs> well, if that's the case, we might as well elect someone who's qualified. So now people start booing. You know? <laughs> boo, boo. Like I hear like, boo, boo. And, and then, then I, and I realize it's theater in the round, so I got to start turning around. I'm like I'm thinking, maybe they're better behind me. So I turn around and boo boo. And then I do the second joke, which I wish I could remember what it was. Now they all in unison go, "Oh, let's all boo!" <laughs> so it was like seventeen thousand people. Boo! Like it was unbelievable. Boo! And I just keep turning around, like wanting to see some friendly face. <laughs> You know, somebody who's not booing little old ladies. Are, <laughs> I was supposed to do, I don't know, five minutes, ten minutes. I wrapped it up after the second joke. And right. I went, uh, well, you know, I, I think the, the big point is that we should all get out and vote, right? <laughs> Boo! They don't even want to get out and vote after my horrible <laughs> presentation. 
So then I walked off the stage, but I wanted to, I didn't want to slip. So I just walked as slowly as I could, just hearing the loudest boo thing like that. And I walked off stage and I was like, what the hell am I doing with my life? You know? And the Stroh's representatives were standing there looking at me like, what happened? You know? <laughs> and I'm like, you booked me in a hockey game. That's what happened. Right. You thought I could be funny at a hockey event. <laughs> so uh, that's uh, might have been the roughest gig I've ever Oh, had. my God. It, uh, for, by the way, thank you for indulging me on, on, on that story. I, when I, I told my son Oliver, who's 13 years old, and Brian, he, he, he loves you. He, lo- he loves that's great nice. comedy, which is the greatest. It's great to... As I've been saying, I don't have to lie to and go, oh, yeah, he's good, too, son. I don't have to do any of that. He likes what's good. The high-pitched voice. Um, <laughs> when I Lie, said, lies always have the high-pitched voice. It's all good. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, you don't yeah, think it's nice guy. <laughs> the worst. Um, but I told him okay. today, uh, he said, who's on the show today, Dad? And I said, uh, I go, we got Brian Regan. He goes, oh, that ice hockey story is the funniest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Oh, that's so nice, man. Uh, I will share with him that you were kind enough to share that with us because it is Please God thank you. Damn it. It's one and having like you say, I've had, we've had shit gigs. Nothing could compare to seventeen thousand people booing you. Nothing. Oh man. Oh. It was it was like I, I still have bad dreams about it occasionally, you know? Oh. And I remember one time, like at the end of the run, um I, they finally brought me into a bar and uh with a dance floor. The bar was crowded. Like every gig was rough. And they said, All right, everybody, please stop, please stop dancing and having fun. <laughs> Please stop enjoying yourself because we have a guy who's going to make you not enjoy yourself. <laughs> so I went out on the dance floor, you know, terrible, terrible environment. Right. But I happened to, I, I decided I wasn't going to do the dog stuff. I was going to just do my act. And I started doing my act and I started getting people. And I started like, wow, I'm finally getting laughs. Like it finally felt good. Right. And uh, I look over to the, the people handling the dog and they're going, you know, like, like bring Alex out. Right. I never hated a dog so much in my <laughs> life. <laughs> it's like, this is the only joy I've had on this gig. Can you let me do another five right. before we bring Alex out? So anyway, it was just rough all around. And I don't remember that election. How did Alex do? Did he did he come close? <laughs> he was the president. You don't remember when he was president? I don't president? remember the dog president. He, he, no. He, he got impeached. He was oh, president Jesus. for a short period of time yeah. and then he got impeached. Good yeah. heavens. First oh. impeachment ever of a canine uh president. Historic. Wow. Yeah. That, that's a historical fact. <laughs> you thought that you think that would have come up in the past four years? No, right? I'm telling you, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'll take your word for it. You're closer to Alex than I ever was. <laughs> Um, hey, speaking of my son, let's get to Oliver's trivia question. Matt, do we have any sort of uh, <clears throat> yeah rec- uh, acknowledgement of this? Yeah. Uh, what's the new one? I let's yeah do this one. Oh, I'm already liking it. Well, you can tell everybody to place their bets. Just write them down. Don't show them yet. You can win even if you lose. That's the way we play. It's Jeopardy rules. You go low, they go high. Trivia time. Trivia time. Oh, oh, the first trivia time. We do what you want. All right, 
There we go. That may be the longest drop jingle in the history of radio. <laughs> worth it. Worth every second. It's wonderful. Is that, is that, is that, who is that again, Matt? Who uh, supplied that? Drawing? That's Nathan Diffie. That's Nathan Diffie, of course. That, uh, Very good. Uh, love it. All right, here we go. Here's your topic uh, from Oliver Griffin, uh, Pardo. Uh, the subject is remark. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Remakeable. Remakeable. Oh, boy. Remakeable is the subject. Remakeable. <sighs> R-E-M-A-K-A-B-L-E. Uh, and we're betting anywhere between zero and 25. Uh, Matt and Elliot and Garen, you know what you can or cannot bet here. So uh, I, I'm going to write down my... Are we sure. playing against each other? Like we're all yeah, playing this? Yeah, we are. Yes, yeah, sir. we're all playing against each uh, other. Oh, okay. All and, right. Uh, you have a chance to win $5, Brian. I forgot to mention that in the uh, break. Okay. Five bucks. All right. I have my, my wager. Up to 25, right? That is correct. Yes, sir. And I, and I apologize. It's not zero to 25. It's one to 25. You, you cannot bet zero. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know what? I feel uh, I feel decent about this. I feel mm. decent about it. You know, I, uh, I thought so, too. But then I remembered that one time we played a, a game with Oliver where it was all like, you know, he has that that game that he likes to write the questions for. Where it's like, here are the, the this is the title of a movie that, you know, but it's this is the title in another country. And it's a fun game, but it's so hard. So I, I'm scared. I always feel like he, he's good at writing difficult movie trivia, and uh, I'm yeah. wary of this one. This uh, does seem like a movie trivia question, doesn't it? It yeah. does. I agree with you. It does. Yes, Brian. Can I, can I ask a question? Is sure. it? I don't know how. Is it Oliver who creates the questions? Yes, sir. Is it possible that he's a terrible speller and the actual category is remarkable. <laughs> um, you know what? Uh, here, here's the thing, Brian. In in weeks past, I would say yes, because uh, he's been handwriting his uh, questions and he's got the worst handwriting in the world. Uh, this week, I said to him, uh, hey, uh, that joke's run its course of you having bad handwriting. Why don't you start emailing me the, uh, the information? So uh, oh. unless he's a bad typer, I don't think he is. Okay. Uh, I, I think this is the time where it is. And by the way, there's an exclamation point. Uh, does that affect anybody's oh, bet? Oh, wait a minute. Oh, I have to change. I have to change. Oh, oh, bump it up. <laughs> point. Okay. Uh, all right. Here's your question. Here's your question. Okay. Uh, what mean-spirited 2010 comedy is actually based on a 1998 French film starring Jacques Verret? V-I-L-L-E-R-E-T. Verret? Verret. That's what I want to go with. So what mean-spirited 2010 comedy is actually based on a 1998 French film starring Jacques Verret? Mm. Mean-spirited. Villarette. Villarette, for somebody that doesn't know to put a little... English on I, I don't I don't think I, I wrote my answer am I supposed to write it I don't, yeah you write yeah. it down and then I, I will ask you for it at some point Brian okay all right um, I'm just gonna I don't I don't want to speak for anyone else in the in the zoom but I don't think the pronunciation of that guy's name is going to be the difference maker for me. <laughs> uh, it, it is uh it is not uh mean spirit is what's throwing me off yeah, I can't yeah, I, I yeah. thought everything in 2010 was all positive energy so this is confusing to me and, um, and the other thing that's really hurting me on this one is as I've said before uh, my sense of time and, and the passage of time <laughs> post 2000 is mush. Like any movie that came out between 20, 2000 and 2021 
is all the same year to me. <laughs> like I don't right. know what's what. I don't. This this could be anything. Like nineties, eighties, I'm good with, but I just don't know any dates of past that. It all seems the same. He, he's prefacing this because his answer is Casablanca. <laughs> <laughs> That's very a very mean spirited movie. <laughs> I think we could all, we could all agree. Yeah. Uh, uh, I will add this to the mix, Matt. Uh, talking about the Golden Globes last night, uh, there was some movie that was uh, like an actor was nominated from a movie, and I was like, "How is that possible? Didn't that come out three years ago?" Yeah, and it had not. I, I was Boy. saying to to my wife that la- the the awards show last night was the closest I think we'll ever come to an awards show looking like when you see an award show in a fictional, like in a, in, like on TV or in a movie where they have to make a fictional award show and all the titles are fake. Cause I was like, I don't know any of these movies. Right. I don't, this could, you could have made all this up. Like I've never seen, I don't know who these people are. Like it's, it was so surreal almost to be like, so these are the movies. Okay. <laughs> like, I guess, I guess I should catch up on them now. Along those lines, this is the first year that when the halftime Super Bowl artist was announced mm-hmm. i had not heard of the artist yeah and i was like i don't know what age i am now that i don't know who the most popular singers are out there right and then i googled it and found out who the weekend was but i didn't when i first heard the name i was like i, I don't know who this yeah. is uh, uh, I, I'm the other. I, I knew the name. Couldn't if you played four songs and said which ones by the weekend, I would not have been able to answer that until the Super Bowl. And I think you could do it again today, and I wouldn't know which one it was. <laughs> uh, but I knew the name, but I, I don't know the songs. I'm with you, Brian. That's my so, point. Good uh, point. Uh, all right, let's go around the horn. Let's check in with everybody, see what he's doing, and get their answer. Uh, we check in with Garen Cockrell. He's at the Tri Corners of the Valley. Uh, that uh, Van Nuys, Van Valley Glen, and of course Sherman Oaks. Uh, Garen, what's going on? You did not watch the Golden Globes last night. Did you end up coming around to that, or what did you do? No, I didn't. I watched uh, uh, an anime, and uh, um, although I think the I, the last movie I wa- watched actually won last night. I think did Nomad Land Nomad Land win? It did, it did win. Uh, we yeah. have not seen that here in the Pardo Koenig household yet. Uh, yeah. But you enjoyed it, Garen? It's very good. Very, right. very good. Well, yeah. she's always good, right? Name a movie she's bad in. You can't right. do it. She's yeah. she's great. Agreed. Uh, to this, uh, Brian, what's the last movie you saw in, in a movie theater? Um, the one where the people go, the kid falls in the ice. Um, oh, my God. You saw that movie? Uh, <laughs> I, I forget what the name of it was. The, the, the kid falls in the ice and then yeah. they bring him out and they think that he's dead and uh, he's able to survive it miraculously. I just blew the ending for anybody who wanted to watch it. Is it <laughs> that that movie that you know the title of? Is it a called Shattered or Ice Broken or yeah. Down Under the Water or <laughs> Dead Dead Kid No Longer? <laughs> I forget Break, the name of it. Frozen Three Breakthrough. That's it. Breakthrough is exactly right. That's the last movie I and saw. You saw that at the? Uh, was that the only movie showing? What made you see that? Because it was the one that was next. Gotcha. Yeah, of course. That's uh, uh, every comic on the road. It's like, what's showing? Oh, I'm going to go. I'll, I'll see Oscar. <laughs> Literally, I looked at the times. What's the next movie? Breakthrough. Isn't that like a, isn't it a religious movie? Isn't that the. Uh... There, I, yes. I, we did not know that going in. Um, it ended up being, you know, that prayer helped out and the recovery and all that. But uh, I just thought it was going to be about the kid and the story and all that sort of thing. Right. But yeah, there's a religious component to it. Uh, now that said, did you enjoy it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
shed some tears during it. It was oh. emotional and uh it was because of the price of the popcorn, but of course, uh, I get it. <laughs> funny price joke. <laughs> Guys, that's what when I tell you he's one of the best, that's an example. Yeah. That's what I'm getting at. Um, um, no, I, I, it was it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Who, when you say we, who'd you go? Did you go with Gary Brightwell to see that? Do you go with Gary the, Cannon? Gary Cannon and I. <laughs> I wouldn't cross the fucking street to see a movie with Gary Cannon. <laughs> no, it's my girlfriend. Oh, wonderful! All right, and uh, what is her name? You comfortable saying so? Lisa. Lisa. All right, making a note of that. And uh, <laughs> the uh, I, I will then throw this piece of paper away, and then next time I see Brian, hey, what's your girlfriend's name? That'll be. <laughs> And you go, hang on, I got to pull a piece of paper out of my pocket. Right. Uh, that I, uh, for some reason, keep around. You know what? In the off chance I run into him, I don't want to look stupid. I'm going to keep this note with me. Uh, uh, Garen, what else is happening there in the tri-corners? Uh, what else is happening? Not too much. Just just, just going. Just, I know. You right, know. That's it. You just got to keep that's living, it. man. Keep it going. <laughs> How's the inversion table going? Are you, are you still doing the inversion table every day? Yeah, I was just on it yesterday. Love it. What are you up to? How many? How much time are you up to now on the inversion table? Uh, you know what? I just get on it for a few minutes, and I don't even really pay attention. That's it. Until it feels like you got to get up. Right. So I think it was about 45 minutes yesterday. Oh, that seems long, Garen. Yeah. That seems that like a long? long time. Oh, I should probably keep track then. Yeah. Uh, what was it really? Closer to three, maybe, do you think? Yeah, probably two or three. Yeah, yeah that's it. Otherwise, and Then I try sit-ups when I'm on there. I'm amazed by that. And what do you have it? You have it at sixty percent, eighty percent. What do you have it uh, set for? One hundred and twenty. Oh Jesus! That too. so you're. Wait, that's not I'm basically possible. hanging upside down. It's, yeah, it's okay. very weird. It's yeah, very elevating. Yeah, and then you're I do push about a, a graph, a gra- like some mathematical graph. And you said in the inversion table. I'm like, you wake up and you just spend time looking at this. <laughs> it's a calculus podcast. Yeah, cal- yeah I'm like, yeah. wow, that sounds interesting. <laughs> Um, but it's you know, a physical thing. We both have bad backs, so we have uh, we buy, we each bought inversion tables, and uh, uh, just checking in to see if Garen's still using his. Yeah. Uh, so my bad back is because I twisted wrong at work lifting up a box, and they refused to pay me for the time that I lost because of that. So, mm. Garen, this is a comedy podcast. The last <laughs> thing we need is for you to go all fucking Norma Ray on us. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Save they should have paid you. <laughs> I'm, I'm going I'm to stir everything up. Yeah. What's the name of the employer? Let's let's get this, let's get this out there. Oh man! Well, here's the thing, Brian. You don't know this, uh, and I, I, I I'm aware of this situation. Uh, Barnes is on board with paying Garen. Noble wants no part of it. <laughs> <laughs> to be well, fair, it's go. not them. It's their insurance, but it's their dope. insurance is claiming that you did not get hurt at the job, even though we know you got hurt at the job. They're saying there's not sufficient medical evidence or explanation or something. So the doctor was like, he probably just, I don't know. Show a video of you on the inversion table. Go, why would I be on this thing? Yeah, right. <laughs> that's your defense or your prosecution. I think that's a great, it's like, hey, I, I didn't buy this. I didn't own this before this happened. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, I should. Bring it in, Garen. You know what? Bring, just, bring the inversion table into the insurance table. office. Bring that's it in. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Bring it, they're hanging in front of them. You know what? Uh, uh, plead your case while you're hanging upside down. I think that's the best way to handle that. You should do this podcast while you're on the inversion and just say, look how I have to do my job now. <laughs> hey, that's a great point. Uh, hey, I mean, also, Garen, thank you for not suing us uh, for uh, maybe giving you bad medical advice at any point during any of this. Nonsense. 
Thank you. I mean, it's been a year of isolation, so maybe we will get to the point where I'm hanging upside down doing this show. <laughs> do, do I knew a uh, comic who was in a car accident in a rental car with three other comics, and the one comic sued the other comic, the driver, and the driver was like, why are you suing me? And the comic who was suing the other one said, why are you taking this personally? It has nothing to do with you. I'm just going to get money out of your insurance company. And it just felt so strange that uh, he still wanted to maintain a friendship with the guy he was suing. Right. Go, this has nothing to do with you. I'm just, I'm just suing you. Why would that affect our friendship? Uh, ridiculous. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I had a fender bender when I was a kid. I turned the corner and uh, I, I, uh, I bumped into my grandparents' car. And it was like, well, what do we do now? Because if we go to insurance, it's going to either look like it's a scam or it's going to be, yeah. what asshole <laughs> sues their own grandchild? You know, like, so we just uh, did nothing. So how we handled uh, that. It, it makes it, it forces you into a dilemma, which I think works in the insurance company's favor, that you yeah. don't want to sue anyone you know. Right. So uh, anyway, I, I would not have sued that comic just so that everybody thinks that uh, I think uh, Regan's talking about Pardo. I would not have sued that guy. <laughs> that, it's the farthest thing, right? I think it's if I just said a comic, a comic I knew. Yeah, that's, again, I, I'm taking myself out of the equation. I would not have sued that guy. I don't I don't. I, Jimmy Pardo, I, you, you believe in justice and everything. But I I see you having a very hard time, even if you are completely justified in suing somebody going through that process. Oh, I, I feel like it. you would hate it. I would hate it. I would. Hate it, especially if it's a guy like that, uh, somebody that I knew. Never. But B. Uh, no, I, I don't think I could because the, the, I, I, I understand that guy's logic of I'm just getting money from the insurance company. But it's still it feels it feels you're still poking a stick at the, the yeah. guy in a yeah. way, you know? Yeah, I thought so. Um, I agree. And that's why I am still mad. That's why Gary Cannon tried to sue me once. That's why I'm <laughs> mad at Gary. Cannon. <laughs> uh, for the record, I'm mad at Gary Cannon. Uh, all right, Gary, give me an answer here on uh, uh, this uh, remakeable. What uh, what 20 what mean spirited 2010 movie uh, was actually based on a 1998 French film starring Jacques Verret. Uh I'm in the same boat as Matt that in the 2000s, like even actually all years, they just kind of blend together. So it's hard for me to keep track of when movies come out. Uh, I don't know if this is the right year, but I'm going to go with Bad Santa. Hey, that's not bad. That's not a bad guess. I thought that too, but I feel like that was earlier for some reason. So I, I, that's my thing. I don't know. But then I'm thinking that was 11 years ago. And I know it was a long time between the sequel. So if the sequel came out in like 2016 or 2015, that's still like five years different. So maybe it's that. That's so funny that we both thought of that one because it's kind of a random movie. Yeah, but it is mean spirited. I know. It's it's hard to think of a movie that you could describe very easily as, yo, that's a mean spirited comedy. Right. Mm -hmm. It's it's not. That's what's been killing me is I can't think of another one. It's a, oh, so you wrote down Bad Santa as well, Matt? No, no. I, I wrote down something else that I don't think fits that description, but it's... Oh, I see. I just thought it was... I don't know. I didn't think it was Bad Santa. Um, we watched Bad Santa again. It, it wasn't that bad. I, uh, it's a good movie. It's it's a, a yeah. Movie. You, so you know what... Uh, so what has Oliver watched recently? He watched Bad Santa <laughs> recently? That might play into this a little bit. Um, uh, we watched, uh, as I mentioned uh, yesterday on the show, we watched uh, uh, The Thomas Crown Affair. So it's not that. Okay. 
That was the most mean-spirited movie I've ever seen, <laughs> yeah. Thomas Crown Affair. How could they rob those the people? Whole, yeah, why would you rob people? <laughs> right? I, I, my, my gut still hurts. <laughs> Brian, you're from a generation, uh, these guys might be too young for this, but you and I are of a generation where growing up, we heard nothing about, uh, nothing but the sexiest man alive with the most charisma is Steve McQueen. Mm-hmm. And yet when I watch a Steve McQueen movie, he seems fine. He doesn't seem like I would flip my lid over Steve. There's other guy, Pierce Brosnan, I would flip my fucking wig over. John Hamm. There's, you know, guys that I do. But Steve McQueen just seems OK. Your thoughts, Brian Regan. I was always turned on by Alfred Hitchcock. Well, that seems like a very odd choice, but OK. You know what I mean? We, we, we all have different things that turn us on. Lots of flavors in the ice cream shop. I get it. You don't have to tell me. Um, was it just right, more that his persona was cool? Like, I think, you know, he had a cool car in a lot of his movies. Like, well, he, he was a director and, oh. oh. <laughs> uh, don't think that's not confusing, even last night at the Golden Globes. Well, I'd like to thank Steve McQueen. Why the fuck Steve McQueen get a shout out? Yeah. Yeah. Him, him and Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> well, that's a, that's, there's, there's, there's a, isn't there a musician, Machine Gun Kelly? Yeah, but that's, also, that's also a radio uh, DJ. Oh, what? And a guy, no, that, no, an actual historical figure. I thought you meant the, yeah, the, the mobster. Uh, yeah, the DJ oh, is actually Shotgun Kelly. Oh, okay. Very good. That's Tom Shotgun Tell, uh, Kelly. His personality is he wears a hat <laughs> on the radio. <laughs> and the, like Wolfman Jack, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There, there is an actual Wolfman out in the wilderness <laughs> that... Uh, so his, he's named after the actual wolf man. Do you know, Brian, you know, obviously you know more about this than I do. Uh, what does it, does he have a good, a good voice as well? Yeah, I, I stay up late at night on full moons. I stay up late at night and try to listen to some of his, his renditions. Oh my God. I can imagine that they sound crystal clear out there in the forest. Oh, uh, it's they, beautiful. In the, the deserts of Vegas here in the wolf man. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't get better. Mm-mm. doesn't get better brian what are the crowds like in vegas is it is it is it very thin i don't perform in las vegas i live right, here I, I guess i meant like even on the strip like you went to visit on the strip is oh it oh, oh you mean thin? just yeah, yeah a solid. little bit i mean uh the casinos are open the big show rooms like where you would see celine dion and stuff like that they're all closed those are closed. um the, the smaller showrooms are not yet, like the comedy clubs are opening where they can split tables apart and stuff like right. that. Brad Garrett's comedy club. I haven't been there, but my brother Dennis performed there and they don't do the show in the club because I guess it's too tight and too closed okay. in. So they do it like in a ballroom or something like that with everything all spread out. Oh, so, um, so they do their best. And as far as just crowds in general, uh, it's not as, you know, busy as it as it can be but you do see people out and about great all right uh i've not been to vegas and it's gotta be 10 years since i've been to las vegas and uh Mm. i always enjoyed it i always enjoyed working vegas there's something about uh it feels like you're doing show business it feels like you're sammy davis jr and frank sinatra and you're doing you know actual show business as opposed to going to phoenix but but you can catch you know like a lot of people that are going out to shows in vegas like the wife wants to see the show and the husband doesn't or vice versa. I remember performing at a comedy club in Vegas and looking at a couple sit at a, seated at a table to my left and the woman was enjoying the show and the guy just, he had a look in his eyes that said, as soon as you're done, 
I can have fun. Like as soon as you wrap up your little comedy thing, I can right. hit the casino and enjoy my part of the night. So you, you deal with that. Of course. Yes, you do. Uh, in fact, Brian, if I'm not mistaken, the first, the first and only time you and I ever worked together was in Vegas at the, uh, the improv at Harris. Oh, okay. I, and I that was it. the club where that, was it? that happened. Yes. Yes. Boy, I don't remember that. Boy, that guy loved me. That guy loved me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I bet he did. Uh, In in fact, he just wrote me. He said, I'm glad you're busting Regan's balls about this COVID (laughs) thing on your show because that night, he ruined my night. (laughs) That's Um, great. I I could never pull whoever the third act was on that week, but uh, boy, that was was obviously a great week. at uh, Improv at Harris. All right, let's say hello to uh, the Lazy Skeptic. He's there in Palms, California. Whoa. That's Elliot Hochberg. Uh, Elliot, uh, anything going on in Palms that you could share with Brian Regan? Sure. I mean, I'm, you might find this interesting. So Brian wouldn't know this part, but as, uh, as everybody else will recall, in 2019, I started the process of uh, both getting an electric car and getting uh, those uh, the power uh, system installed and that sort of stuff. Yeah, the charger. The charger. Mm-hmm. Uh, literally a week and a half ago, Finally, everything was approved. In other words, I've had the car and I had like sort of like a temporary, I was allowed to to charge there, but the city finally was able to come out and schedule and look and officially say, yes, this installation is fine. You can do all those things. And it's significant for me because there's all these ways that you can get paid for having done that. And so I couldn't do those things until all of that happened. Hmm. So it took, it took over a year Wow. Um, which, you know, with COVID and everything is totally understandable. But at the same time, my understanding is that's kind of normal for this kind of thing as well. So so now I've got I've got that there. They, the, all of a sudden, LEDWP got, got moving. And within like a couple of days, they installed a time of use meter in there, which I know is super exciting. But for me, it's it's kind of exciting because that means that I, you know, I get credit for charging at night and that kind of stuff. Um, so that that's that's exciting to me. And I thought I'd share it. Well, uh, c- congratulations. <laughs> I'm with Mr. Regan. Nice. Sure, nice. Thank you. That's exciting. On a similar front, I have a spacecraft that I built <laughs> to take me to the planet Neptune. Yes. And it's all done and everything. Mm-hmm. But the paperwork, like all that, the mumbo jumbo with getting the documents and stuff like that, it's not official yet. So I haven't been able to actually fly the spacecraft to Neptune. You know, NASA has got a lot of bureaucracy. I totally get what you're coming from. Yeah, yeah. you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> of course he does. He just, he's got the thing with the power charger. Of course he does. Right, gets right. It. Same, same story, just on a different, you know. It's federal instead level. of state, instead of city, right? That's that's. It's, uh, yeah, all that nonsense. Well, best of luck on that, Brian. That sounds exciting. Yeah, that sounds like you. it's the future. Yeah, thank um, you. I think there was a time where you had to take the bus. Now you're talking rockets. <laughs> <Things> <laughs> taking rocket ships to Neptune. <laughs> right. Uh, Rather than send a VHS tape. <laughs> you, know, you know what? Go up there and do it live. That's the best way to do it. You know <laughs> That's that. That's right. Take, take the ship up there. Sure. Smart. <laughs> Very smart. Say no to my face. <laughs> You know, to that, I, I hear where you're coming from, but I used to get what I would do the live ones. They would go, okay, okay. You yeah, know what? We book on Tuesday, give us a call. And then they would tell me no on the telephone. So mm-hmm. I would still get the no, but they were nice to my face about it. Wow. So uh, I had a club. I auditioned live at a club one time. Uh, the person the person said, call me uh, in June. That's when I do bookings for later in the year. So I wait till June and I call and she said, all right, I've already booked up later in the year. Do me a favor. Call me 
in March of next year for later the following year. So I'm too naive to think she's blowing me off. So I call her in March of the following year and go, hey, do you remember me, Brian Regan? You told me to call you in March about booking later this year. And she said, well, then I guess I lied, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. She said, do you understand that? And I was like, wow. <laughs> Holy shit. You kind of wish you just said no at first and just got, got it over with. You could have right? said no a year and a half ago. You're not ready for uh, our club. We don't like you. Thanks. Yeah. Wow, that's it. Well, then I guess wow. I lied. <laughs> you think she now turns on Netflix and sees you and goes, oh, knows that it's you. I hope she does. I hope so, too. I hope she looks out her window and sees that fucking rocket ship going to Neptune and goes. Zipping right past her house. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? Do a flyby, Brian. When you get that rocket going, do a flyby. I will. I will. That's a good plan. Uh, Elliot, you got a guess on this movie thing? It's a well, tough one, man. It's a tough one. And, and I'm in a situation where even, even, if, even if this is the title of a movie, which I'm not 100% sure it is, <laughs> I don't know if it's right or if it's the right year. And I also, in my head, I was thinking... You know, mean spirited is spirited. Like, is it a ghost related movie or something? But right. I couldn't think of of like an angry ghost. I don't um, think it is. So I went with what I believe is a title, Bad Bosses. Oh, hey, that's wow. a good guess too. That's that's so, a good guess. That's so crazy. Yeah, the t- it's the wrong title, I think. Okay, but that's that's that was my answer. I said horrible bosses. Ah, uh, but but it's not mean spirited. But it's about a the character of the the Jennifer Aniston character is mean. But it's the the spirit of the they, comedy. Don't they kidnap her? Don't they? Yeah, I guess, I guess maybe it could be mean spirited. But honestly, I I really I'm shocked that you said that because uh, I, it was only in my head because I was just listening to a podcast with Jason Sudeikis and that mm. came up. So otherwise, I don't think I ever would have thought of it. Uh, so crazy. So now now we have to figure out if that by some crazy coincidence if that's right. If Elliot gets credit for we'll, we'll deal we'll deal with that <laughs> when we get to it because 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 it could be like to me I was thinking like. You know, Mean Girls is the kind of movie that I was trying to think of something yeah. of like that. And right. I couldn't come up with one. Yeah. So that's as close as I could get. Because I haven't seen that film. So obviously I didn't even really quite know the title. It's good. It's funny. Oh, okay. Which one? Horrible Bosses. Horrible Bosses. Oh, it's really good. All right. Charlie Day. And is that Charlie Day? Yep. And uh, Jason Sudeikis. And who's the third guy? That's a great question. Damn it. Who is it? Good. That's a good movie. Fun movie. Comedy. A little mean spirited for my like. Brian Regan, do you have a guess on this uh, Oliver's trivia question here? Well, the the question said mean spirited, so I wanted to stick to that genre and make sure that I picked a movie that you know had a lot of meanness in it. So I picked the man who killed everyone in his neighborhood for no reason. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know if it's the right year. Uh, right that was my thinking i'm thinking that might have been like more 2009 yeah yeah that's I yeah, right 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 yeah no i actually wrote down my answer and i okay. want I'm, I'm gonna hide the amount that i wagered yeah okay i thought this answer would be interesting based on the conversation all right and here it is Okay, bad Santa. Bad Santa. Wow, two bad, so two bad Santas, one and a half horrible bosses. Horrible <laughs> bosses, crazy. Now listen, all right, I'll give you my guess. Yeah, when, you, when, you, when you said that, I was like, oh my gosh, this is weird. That's I think weird. it's. I by the way, I think that's the answer. Uh, Sounded like more and more. 
I'm showing my cards here a little bit because uh, what you guys don't know is that my son and I love watching French films. <laughs> so I know oh, the 1998 Jacques Verret uh, movie, and it's, of course, Step Brothers. It is Step Brothers <laughs> that was remade. Um, in other words, I don't have a fucking clue. That's what I'm getting at. I don't have a clue. Couldn't even come up with Bad Santa. That's how bad I was at this guy. Bad guesser. <laughs> Confirmed. Um, all right, listen, let's uh, let's get our answer here. Yeah. Uh, the answer is, ah, you know what? This is, I like the answer. Dinner for schmucks. Dinner oh. for schmucks. Yeah. Uh, the original title. was called Le Diner de Cannes. Le mm-hmm. Diner de Con. But that's not what you said before. I did it for schmucks. <laughs> no, the French thing you said before. No, that was the gentleman's name uh, the first time. Uh, this is uh, the name uh, of the movie now. Oh, okay. Le Diner, Le Diner de Con. C-O-N-S. I, I never saw that movie. Is that good? Uh, you know what? It's not bad, but it is really mean. It's really mm-hmm. mean. You know, they all bring a schmuck to dinner, and they it's a contest, and who could bring the biggest schmuck? Yeah. And then, <laughs> yeah. I like the premise. It's yeah, a good, pre- but it, it does. At some point, you're like, this is just mean. Hmm. No, yeah. doesn't really doesn't have an uplifting ending. or whatever. I don't remember if it does. I mm. uh, at the end, they, but, the, 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 the biggest schmuck gets thrown onto an icy lake and he has to he breaks through the ice. And they, they, just let, <laughs> they just they let him drown. Well, then I would cry. Yeah. I would cry. At that. Well, of course you would. Um, what well, uh, now it comes down to our wagers comes down to the wager. We all got it wrong. That's right. So whoever wagered the least is the winner, according the winner. to my five dollars. According to my inversion table that I'm looking at here. <laughs> uh, Garen, what'd you bet? I bet twenty. Wow. Twenty for Garen. Elliot. Five. Nickel. Matt. I bet ten. Ten for Matt. Uh, Brian. Ten. Oh boy. Ten. And, and then I bet Elliot. Right now, you're in the lead to win, right? That mm-hmm. is true. I bet fourteen. Woo. Ah, so hey. Elliot wins. Nice. Yeah. What a thing. Look at me. Congratulations, Elliot. That's exciting you. for you. Now you got that new power charger. Here's five bucks towards it. Awesome. <laughs> That'll get me like three, four hundred miles of electricity. That a boy. Charge <laughs> that car up. Get on that freeway. Uh, hey, let's take a break. We'll be back with more Brian Reagan right after this. Hey, guys, Matt here with some dates for you. Brian Regan is on Twitter at Brian Regan comic. He's also on Netflix with a new special just came out last week on the rocks. Check it out on Netflix. Another hilarious special from Brian Regan. What else is new? He's the best. So please watch it. If you like funny comedy, that's what he's got going for him. Uh, Jimmy Pardo has got Jimmy's records and tapes. That's uh, new episodes every Tuesday on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash never not funny. Please subscribe if you haven't already. And you can see clips of this show too. In addition to Jimmy's records and tapes and uh, share it, uh, leave a comment hit the thumbs up like thing uh click the bell for notifications if you want to know when new stuff goes up all that stuff helps us reach more people and we appreciate that quite a bit uh we are in the new season i've said it the past couple weeks if it's now is a good time to jump into the platinum subscription program if you want to do that there are perks at the upper levels so go to nevernotfunny.com and click the uh, platinum button or the subscription button i guess uh, to see the tiers and find out uh, the kind of stuff we got but if nothing else even the first tier you get two extra episodes every week and video of every episode which is pretty great that elliot works very hard on so uh check it out or just keep listening to the free show that's cool too we appreciate having you here and now back to the show
Uh, listen, this is you. You know this, uh, Belknap and and Hochberg and myself. We love the Factor meals. In fact, Garen Cockrell's gotten on board with the Factor recently. Yeah, he's into it. I we, mean, who wouldn't like it? And once you try it, you go, "Hey, this is good stuff." Once you Factor, you can't go back there. Yeah, it's like that old Yo Gabba Gabba song. Try it, you'll like it. I never was on board with Yo Gabba Gabba. <laughs> And nothing has changed as I've gotten older. Yeah, in the, in the imagine, sixteen years since I've watched it, I've not gotten on board. I imagine it do, doesn't age well. It was very of the moment and very. I think it was hipster. very of the pre me. Like I think it was hipster even prior to me. What? Like before I had a kid. It, it, oh yeah, it, it sure. was prior to Oliver's. Where I don't. I don't know if it's even still around. I hope not. We don't have time to talk about it. <laughs> what's no, going on? With we're here together. to talk about factor. Yeah. Although you know what. Pop a factor into the microwave. Two minutes later, this baby's ready. Uh, you sit down, watch some Yo Gabba Gabba. <laughs> sure. Enjoy your factor. Yeah. Right? Get in there. Get the wiggles out. That's somebody else, right? No, that, oh, no that's get them. Get your sillies out. Get your sillies out. Yeah. Wiggles are another kid's thing. Yeah. And those guys, I got no, I got no truck with those guys. Good. Uh, they've got over 35 different meals, more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. Various different, you know, look, if you want chicken, they got chicken. You want a beef thing, they got beef thing. You want to bump up to a to a gourmet meal, they got mm-hmm. filet mignon. Mm-hmm. They've got, uh, they, they had lobster the other day oh my god they got all this all sorts of things over there they got delicious things over there head to factormeals.com slash pardo50 use code pardo50 to get 50 percent off your first box plus 20 percent off your next month that is code pardo50 at factormeals.com slash pardo50 to get 50 percent off your first box plus 20 percent off your next month while your subscription is active factor good food fast Guys, Shopify is something that's very, very dear and important to me, and you know that. You know that. And Matt, you're laughing because you know that I don't stop talking about Shopify off the air. It's really, it's it's weird. It's like your new obsession. It's, like, you used to talk about, you know, Journey and Kiss all the time. Now it's just Shopify this, Shopify that. I know, and I, all I can do is apologize, but I'll tell you why. It's because whether you're selling scented soaps or uh, offering outdoor outfits, the SSS or the OOO, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, which I learned stands for point of sale, that's not the other thing that I've been saying. <laughs> right. That's uh, When you go on and on about Shopify, you, sound, you sounded a little foolish because you were raving about, and then people would say, well, why, why is he talking about POS? Like, what? That's yeah. Like, they didn't know either, and you didn't know how to tell them. Uh, well, no, because I was on the wrong side of history on that as well. Yeah. But point of sale is what POS stands for when we're talking Shopify. I'm excited because we've set up our own Shopify account to uh, handle our uh, our perks. You know, we were sending out uh, T-shirts and, and yearbooks to our subscribers, and uh, it's so easy. It's great. I get to, you know, assign roles to different people. Like our, our, our web guy, Jeff, is he's an admin in there now, and I, I just it was so easy to set him up. And then I set up our T-shirt guy. He's got an account in there he can log in he can do what he needs to do to get our shipping done it's awesome um i've been kept out of the loop on that uh because um you're kind <laughs> yeah well, as much uh, as you rave about it you don't want to know about i don't want to know i don't want to know how the sausage is made i just no. want to see the uh the, the results right that's what i want and, and also i don't know if illegally i can get away with this but it's so easy to shopify well, because Come you were on. off key, I think we're legally safe. I think I was on key for the, what I was doing. <laughs> we all knew what it was. Uh, you know, I'm not doing karaoke to a backing track. <laughs> it was on whatever key I was at. Uh, sign up for $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash Pardo. That's all lowercase. Shopify.com slash Pardo. Now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com slash Pardo. Shopify, a better way to sell. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the program. 2803 is the name of the, uh, the, uh, the episode number. Elliot just won the trivia and in the break was doing nothing but gloating and making us all feel bad about it. 
Um, Brian Regan is with us. Brian's taking time away from uh, growing his beard uh, to join us here today. Um, now, Brian, here's a fun little uh, Jimmy Pardo fun fact that I've told on the show before. So about a decade ago, uh, I, I go to see Tom Jones a number of times a year. I love Tom Jones. I think he's great. And I go to see him a number of times a year. Uh, maybe a decade ago, he was playing at the Club Nokia. And uh, my wife came, uh, went with me to see Tom Jones at this nice, small, intimate venue. And he walked on stage and somebody yelled out very loudly for the entire venue to hear, he let himself go gray. And uh, that person was Jimmy Pardo. And um, <laughs> yeah. uh, of course, I bring this up because you address your new hairstyle immediately on your special. Yes, I had to. Because when I was prepping, I, I, I've colored my hair for years. Um, okay. I went prematurely gray. I don't know what age, but I've been coloring my hair for over 20 years. And it's a pain. And, you know, uh, when COVID hit, I didn't do any shows for like four months. So I just let the hair go gray. I didn't color it. I grew a big beard. And then when I went back on the road, I was like, ah, I'm just going to keep the hair gray. I did shave the beard. And but I found if I just went into my jokes, there was an awkwardness <laughs> for five minutes of right. people nudging each other and talking. <laughs> and I so I finally realized I need to address this the moment I hit the stage. So I would make that joke that I did on the Netflix special. Hey, let's get the gray hair out of the way and uh, right. so do a little gag about it. And then it's always weird when people want to. As long as you know what the joke is, then people are more willing to go along with you. Like, do they, yes. I always wonder, do they think I don't know I have gray hair? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but I need to let them know, I, you know, I, I hope you know, I know that I have gray hair. And then they go, okay, he's cool. He's, he's self-aware. It, uh, Brian, to that point, I'm, I'm a five foot four and a half man. And if I didn't mention that I was short in the first five minutes of my act, it would be, does he know? Do you think he knows? <laughs> Same exact deal. And then, hey, what, you're short. You don't think I fucking know that, sir? I, I live with you. Every day of my life, I know what, what's going on. So I get it. And by, and by the way, your your gray hair looks phenomenal. It looks fantastic. I agree. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate Oil. it, man. It was, uh, it feels, thank you all. I, it was, it's just nice to be done with that nonsense if you will <laughs> i you know what for years i also uh, colored my hair and i showed up at uh, christmas one year uh, back in chicago and my mom opened up the door and said hey elvis <laughs> and i was like oh shit that's not good well you also had a red white and blue jumpsuit on <laughs> that was part of, I, I and i thought that's what she was getting at brian i didn't know until but years it was later the about the hair <laughs> Um, and you're like, hey, why, why are you saying that, Mama? I don't get it, Mama. What's going on? I bought you a house. I saw uh, uh, Elvis's uh, Hawaii movie the other night. I had never seen it. And any good? It was fun. It was fun. I mean, it was made in 1961 or something like that. And uh, I just get a kick out of how, you know, it was a musical and just right. how singing just starts out of the blue. <laughs> you don't really see that in real life. When people right. are driving and just, hey, we're going to have some fun today. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, it, it's fun in that world, but it, it's not, it wasn't real. It, no. I, I, none of my friends have ever just started singing. So uh, I was disappointed in that. Uh, well, uh, you know, uh, maybe, maybe different friends. Uh, maybe, I got to uh, get more. different friends. Yeah. It sounds like you don't have joyful friends. 
I got to get Tom Jones as a friend. Oh, by the way, don't get scared. He's let himself go gray. <laughs> uh, be aware when you pick him up for that comedian, uh, comedians in the car singing with Tom Jones. Don't be surprised when he comes out with that hair. Now, you did an episode of that, right? You did an episode of uh, Jerry's uh, car show, right? Yes, I, I'm actually I was honored. I did two of them. I oh, did. You did? Uh, I did one in the, the, the first 10 that he made. I was one of those 10. Um Obviously, none were out at the time. He hadn't released them yet. So I was very nervous for the first one. I was nervous for the second one, too. You, you, you want to do well in front of Seinfeld. and uh, right. But the first one, I'm like, how entertaining am I supposed to be <laughs> in a car with cameras in it and a van going by with you know, a camera crew hanging out of the sliding door? <laughs> and uh, and I, it was fun to realize after four hours of taping, they edited it down to 12 minutes. So it's oh like, my gosh. as long as you can take everything I say and get it down to this, then I can be somewhat entertaining. I hope that's what's happening with this podcast, right? <laughs> this will be a, I'm, a, I'm hoping a five minute podcast. At, Just at put a most. couple of humorous things that I put in there. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be the ice story and then Oliver's trivia and that's it. That's going to be quick in and out. <laughs> And I'm only uh, doing the trivia because of contractual uh, arrangement with my son. Otherwise, oh, I would I cut that loose, too. <laughs> uh, but, uh, boy, oh, boy, I, I, you know what, Brian? That's what I always think about that is like how nerve wracking that has to be. But the idea that you have four hours to to find your footing a little bit. Uh, right. Eases that a little bit. Right. Obviously well, when you first got in the car and pulling away, I'm like, I hope he doesn't think that I just. I'm Mr. Funny Guy, everything out of my mouth. You know what I mean? And right. uh, so it was a little nerve wracking. Um, but like I said, when it all came out and it was edited down, you go, OK, that was pretty cool. So when I did the second one, I knew that that was the case. So I felt a little bit more comfortable. Uh, and of course, and obviously they felt the, that the first one went well enough to have you do a second one. So why not? Right. Well, I thought they were just going to delete the first one from the Internet. And that's why they <laughs> wanted me to do another one to get rid of the, the bad oh, one. A little, uh... Uh, re-recording the album sort of thing uh, right. but uh i've not seen the new one that's uh that's a rare yeah. brian regan uh, uh when, when yeah when did that come out I, I feel like i missed it two years ago something huh. like that hmm. jesus i'm not sure exactly I'm, when well the, the first set came out on online and then it went to netflix is that accurate it's on netflix now yeah the first one i'm in a dodge challenger or something because the first one he said uh what the premise was, he goes, you know, he goes, it's just comedians talking in a car. And um, he goes, what car would you like? What's your favorite car? And I said, I don't know anything about cars. And he goes, no, like when you fantasize about cars, what, what kind of car do you want? I'm like, I've never had such fantasies. And he goes, when you were in high school and you thought about getting a car, what kind of car did you think about? And I said, I never thought of that. And he's like, I'm taking this out of your hands. I'm just going to pull up in a car and you pretend like it's your favorite car. Okay. So it was a Dodge Challenger or something. Yeah. Blue and black. And, yeah, nice. And then the second time I did it, I picked a Cadillac XLR, like a little Batmobile kind of thing. I picked that one and he didn't like that one so much. He oh, made, he, did, he, he did made, not enjoy it. He made fun of the car before he picked me up. But he was at the cadillac dealer i guess where they lent him the car and he's out front just slamming <laughs> the car and i'm thinking i don't know if the cadillac people like that this is what he's doing but yeah. he's seinfeld he can do whatever he wants he can do whatever <laughs> uh, 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 
I think I Jesus did see Christ. that. And I, now I, I literally, I locked up and had nothing to say and my mouth just went, yeah, yeah. I wanted to finish the sentence, chooses. <laughs> chooses would have completed the thought. Yeah, anything could have been helpful. <laughs> Panicked. Yes, Matt. I I, uh, I was gonna say. I think I, now now that you say the Cadillac thing, I think I did see that one. You but saw that one. It seems like the a lot of times he seems to present it as of like I've thought deeply about your act and your your spirit and your being, and I've chosen the car that I believe reflects you as an artist and a human. And then it's always just like you know a Dodge Dart friend. He's like, wow, well, that's kind of insulting. Like, <laughs> right. why the hell is that person that? That's so weird. But it's interesting that he let you choose it. That's that's uh, I didn't realize that ever happened. Well, for the first one, he asked what I wanted it to be. Like I said, I didn't know. And then yeah. the second one, I felt bad that I didn't choose one <laughs> right. the first time. So I said, I've got a car yeah. thinking this would make him happy that I chose <laughs> one. And then he slammed the car. Yeah. Uh, I guess I just assumed those were all for, uh, from his airplane hangar full of cars. I didn't know he had to go to the Cadillac dealer to get one. That'd be a great scene if he just walked into with this big, long, you know, like what's the movie with uh, Harrison Ford where he walked in? Oh, all uh, the, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Raiders. Yeah. 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 Just a, a big aircraft, <laughs> you know, hangar filled with cars. cars. And, yeah. Uh, comedians in cars shopping with Jerry. You know what? That's going to be my thing. I'm going to go shopping with Jerry Seinfeld and just bring him to, to various shops and see how that works. It, it would, yeah. At the end of his of his career, like when he feels like he's getting close to the end, he could just be like, "All right, now the show is you get to keep one of my cars. <laughs> like we'll go, wow. we'll go for coffee, yeah. and then you drive it home because I can't take these with me." You know what, Matt? That's why I haven't done it yet. I'm holding out for that season. That's <laughs> right. the, uh, that's the, nice. I'm slow boating Seinfeld and his people uh, yeah. so that I can walk away with a charger. Now, how do you feel? You I, I, you are very funny, like, all the time. You, you, you're gifted like that. And so you would be great on that show. Um, how do you feel? Like, if he were to call you and say, hey, would you like to do one? Would you be nervous about it or would you I, feel I confident? I would be just like you. I'd be very nervous in that, uh, hey, the cameras are on. It's back to that. The cameras are on this. You know, I hope I'm funny today, uh, even though I will be funny that day if there's no cameras around me. So right. uh, like if Jerry said, hey, let's go get coffee, I would be hysterical in the car. And then he'd go, hey, let's put some cameras on. And <laughs> Which would be funny in itself. Well, it, uh, uh, well, thank you. I appreciate the uh, the permission then to suck. Um, Jimmy, you think, know, there I are cameras I, on right now, right? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, that, you guys never tell right him? Is that why I, this you works? know what, uh, Matt, you told me not to say anything. And, and I'm, I'm instantly why, regretting yeah, what I've done. He, he just... <laughs> Oh, no. He just like freezes for the remainder of the podcast. I send you ready to get the rest of the way. Uh, I would do it in a heartbeat, Brian, but I, w- I would panic about it. Like, would this would this be the one episode that it's not funny? It's not entertaining. Uh, I would be and I would I would have a knot in my stomach until the day they showed me the 12 minute edit. I would uh, be panicked of will this be funny? Will this be entertaining? You know, I mean, he's got, he's got you and Eddie Murphy and, you know, Larry David, for Christ's sake. So it's uh, what car would you pick? Uh, you know what? I would ask him probably to go with uh, like a what I drove in high school, uh, right out of high school, a Pontiac Fiero. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I always wanted a Corvette when I was a kid. I did not know it was a midlife crisis sort of car. I thought it was a cool looking vehicle. So I'd probably ask for a, a Corvette. So not not your what was it? Convertible LeBaron? You wouldn't do that? I would not go with the convertible LeBaron. I would go with uh, any sort of Corvette. If he wants it to be convertible, I'd be happy to uh, be in that. But 
I'm not a big guy. I don't, I don't know a lot about cars. I don't know. Uh, yeah, me neither. The Fiero, you know, so when he uh, when he does the thing about, oh, it's got a four by four and it's got a this. I'm okay. Great. <laughs> I, I had an SUV. I'm filling it up at a gas tank and I know nothing about gas mileage. I know nothing about anything. And a guy next to me on the other side of the thing is fueling up his car. And uh, he goes, uh, hey, I've been thinking about getting one of those. And I said, uh, yeah, OK, cool. He goes, how much how does that thing do on gas? I don't know. And, and I'm just trying to like be uh, act like I'm a guy, but I don't know the right answer. So I was like, ah, you know. Yeah, it's about average. You know, it, it does about average. I figure that's a good answer. Right. And he goes, well, what's average? And now I have to say a number. Right. And I had seen a commercial for something and it's a, a big SUV. And I said, I don't know, it, it gets about 35 miles to the gallon. <laughs> and the guy goes, that car gets 35 <laughs> miles to the gallon? So now I know I, I have to adjust my answer. And I was like, eh, give or take. <laughs> no. Depends on whether you're doing city or you know, other, other country. And the guy goes, I can't believe that. And, and then I'm like, and then I'm worried the guy was going to go out and buy one, you know, and uh, and not get the mileage that I was able to get in my lies out of it. <laughs> Uh, Matt, were you going to say something before we go? No, I, it, I was. I was just going back to the your ch car choice. The, to me, the Fiero is the perfect choice because it's such oh, a yeah. distinct and ridiculous car, uh, and and was known to be kind of the like budget Firebird, basically. Right. Yeah. At the time, <laughs> it was. And uh, I don't know. I think it would be funny. Like I think that would be a funny choice and i think seinfeld would probably get a kick out of it i think yeah. tall jerry in the fiero would be funny too mm -hmm. uh, i think i think all of it you know what let's do it jerry i'm in get him I'm on in. the phone <laughs> all right i was waiting to make the call until you've decided that that was the right choice. let's get george shapiro on the blower and let's do this yeah. thing i don't know if shapiro still has management uh brian this was a joy thank always you. great to see you likewise man thank uh, you all very much i've had a good time Great. The name of the special is On the Rocks. Brian Regan on the Rocks. It is uh, terrific. We laughed like crazy here in the house. Uh, at one point, uh, again, not, not I, I know I said this last week with Al Madrigal, but the same deal. Had to pause it to catch my breath laughing so hard at one of the bits. And I forget. I want to say maybe it was the OCD bit. Uh, or uh, I also I like that, Brian. Brian, I also like, if I may, as a guy that uh, thinks you're terrific, I like that you're getting uh, this one's a little more personal uh with the material than uh specials past would you agree with that yes yes i uh i mean i i like the stuff i did in the past but as you go through life you you're you want to comment on what you're thinking about and what you're you know what you're all about and uh so i've decided to be a little bit more revealing if you will mm -hmm. um and uh, i've gotten some nice feedback about that it's great it, it really was it was it was a little surprising uh but i mean that in a positive way like it uh uh, I thought it was great. I thought the special was great. Everybody should watch it uh, and enjoy it. And, and it's one of the best. Uh, all right. On behalf of the pop culture, he's looking up and down there at the tri-corners of LA. That's Garen Cockrell. Palms, California. That's a lazy skeptic. Elliot Hochberg. The Honcho holding on the fort in Sherman Oaks, California. That's Matt Belknap. And of course, coming to us from Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, the great, the legendary Brian Regan. I am Jimmy Pardo. We'll see you next time on the podcast. AK-47, gone, not forgotten. 
Love Never Not Funny? For two bonus episodes a week and video of every episode, plus bonus perks, sign up for a Platinum subscription at NeverNotFunny.com. Never Not Funny is executive produced by Jimmy Pardo and Matt Belknap. Video production by Elliot Hochberg. Production assistance by Garen Cockrell. Music by Daver and Watch It Burn. Copyright 2021 Never Not Funny, LLC. Never Not Funny.